Blog Talk Radio. Ghost downpour of the 
spirit of the living God. Sometimes we can't even stop the service. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Let you out. <laughs> trying to let you out. Let me ask you quickly. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.
that men will not praise God. I need about 300 men to run up here and straighten that loud. Present what the Father's put in my heart to do 
going to let whatever it takes. Because the truth of the matter is, brothers and sisters, those of you that are visiting this site today, uh, you tune into the Fossil uh, Song Network, and you're new to this whole revelation about Israelites and what's the whole big work to do over it. Bottom line is, the Spirit has drawn you here, and I'm going to allow the Spirit to do what the Spirit does. Okay, this is not the greatest revelation in the Word after all. I mean, you can be born again and not know this revelation, revelation meaning who are the true Jews or the true Hebrews of the Bible. You can die tomorrow or whenever and not have any clue about this and make it to be with the Father. It is not the most important revelation there is to know. most important thing is that you have that faith that we're justified by, the Abrahamic faith, that you believe in the Messiah and what he taught, that you trust in the Father for your righteousness and not your own works, and that you are, more importantly, day by day following his spirit. If you're doing that, hey, that's good enough. After all, there's lots of believers that are walking in sickness, but they're believers. A lot of believers are walking in poverty, yet they're believers. A lot of believers are walking in ignorance, yet they are believers. So, tonight, Brother Seth, I'm kind of let this just flow tonight. I do thank you for your time, though. Thank you for stopping by the Fossil Stone Network to see what we have what's going on. And so, what is going on, by the way? Well, tonight's topic for those of you that call the phone line and you don't know what is going on. We've been doing this probably for about four weeks now. Talking about these Israelites, validity of the whole claim of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel. So let me just go ahead and read the show's description. I sent this out to many of you. Some of you didn't get it. You just called the phone line. So we'll be all on one accord. And I'm asking those that's going to be on the show tonight to go ahead and press one. Also, if we can, brothers and sisters, co hosts and guests and callers, Let's try to stay on topic tonight. It's been a challenge in the past. Let's try to do it tonight, okay? Uh, The topic of tonight's show is, Are the Black Israelites Misquoting Scripture? Pastors weigh in, part two. But actually, this is part two of this topic, of this title, but we've actually been talking about this for like four or five weeks straight. I went on to type, special message for pastors and Christians Please send to your pastor. I went on to say tonight, part two, pastors speak up about opposition or not to the Israelites. Many feel some scriptures are not translated properly in the, in the determination of who is actually a Jew and how it matters today. Today it's seen most pastors or clergy are either silent about the largest global movement of those claiming to be Hebrew Israelites or they feel scriptures are being misquoted to fit some agenda. One more time. 
today is seeing most pastors or other clergy are either silent about the largest global movement of those claiming to be Hebrew Israelites or they feel the scriptures are being misquoted to fit some agenda. Then there are those pastors who actually agree and encourage those African Americans who claim to be Jews. Everyone is welcome and your comments respected. And I went on to say to click on this hyperlink if you want to see the slideshow. Very interesting slideshow where I list some of the scriptures that uh, Hebrew Israelites are quoting all over the country and really people, the world. This is not an American movement. This is a global movement. Global. Global. It's in Australia. It's in South America, Brazil, St. Paulo. What is, Brother Seth? Dark-skinned people. Now, this skin matters, but I'm just, just letting you know that the people over in Israel today are not the only one claiming to be Jews. There are people that was claiming to be Jews or the Israelites before 
of African Americans being one of the lost tribes of Israel. But like I said, first we're going to cover a few more things and we're going to go there, okay? Still trying to digest that Jake saying whatever it takes. <laughs> I mean, folks, whatever it takes, hey, we're not going to always agree. We're not going to always agree. But whatever it takes for you, that's what you do. You don't have to endorse what we're talking about tonight. If you feel all uncomfortable, just don't even put on a shelf in your mind. We're not trying to get folks to be Hebrew Israelite. This is a DNA thing anyway. It's it's in your blood. It's either you are or you're not. There's nothing that, 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 that you either are or you're not. Those Israelites in ancient time, they was either an Israelite or they wasn't. They either was an Israelite that obeyed the Father and walked in their identity, or there was an Israelite that didn't. So that's the way you'd be today. If you don't want to own a put African Americans, those of you who forefathers come over in the slave ships, and you're living out all of these prophecies. Some of y'all like the word curses. You're living there out, though. You and your cousins and your aunts and uncles, if you're disobedient as a nation, that is. Of course, if you obey, this show preaches hard and heavy if you obey individually. No curses, no curses will the Father send you away. You just mourn for your nation. You'll see a lot of pain. And because you love people, you'll feel pain. But nothing, the Bible talks about blessings for you and protection for you. And yes, prosperity for you if you follow his spirit, the Ruach, the Holy Spirit, Ruach HaKadosh, if you follow that spirit of the Most High, how are you going to be in any type of curses or any type of, no, 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 I don't, we don't believe that. I don't believe that. I think we suffer, all of us suffer when we don't follow the Holy Spirit. So anyway, again, this is the Five Foods on Network. I'm Brother Seth. Tonight we're going to be having John, uh, we're going to be joined by Pastor Alfie Chris. Uh, also, uh, from Fort Worth, Texas, also Pastor uh, Stephen Foreman from Buffalo, New York, and Minister Jermaine Jackson, all the way from Buffalo, New York, along with some other pastors. I think uh, Pastor uh, Malachi is also on the line. Uh, uh, Sister Eliana is also a pastor. She may be joining us tonight. So we don't really know what our minister is, is going to be calling and so forth, but you don't have to be a minister. You can just be someone that loves the most high and just want to know truth. But make no qualms about this show is aimed at the pastors. We want to hear from them tonight. We want to hear how they oppose or if they oppose this message and, and give us some warnings. If they think there's warnings that are in, 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 intact or whatever they have in their spirits. This is what we do. We don't have time for arguing, pissing contests. We're just trying to seek the heart of the most high on this Vice Most Dark Network. So folks, listen, if you want to hear any of our 420 plus messages, simply Google Five Foods Don't Blog Talk Radio. I say it every week, but I have to remind some of y'all, Five Foods Don't Network, again, Blog Talk Radio, is all you have to Google, okay? And you'll get all of our shows. Just click on that first, uh, the first response you get when you do that search, okay? Um, Listen, another thing I want to just remind everybody is if um, if you want, if you missed last week's show, the brothers couldn't make it last week, but we were able to cover some ground. 
please check out last week's show. And really, the, sh- the shows before that, we covered even more scriptures. So if you listen to all these shows, you're going to get uh, quite a bit of scriptures where we're presenting uh, scriptures uh, that we feel is definitely saying that African Americans is one, one of the lost tribes of Israel. And you'll see these scriptures we're presenting. There's no other people living them out except those Israelites that we feel as our brothers and sisters, sister tribes scattered in the four corners as the scripture says the Father would do out of his anger towards the ancient Israelites if they're disobedient. And he said he would do it, folks, by a nation from the north. And hopefully we'll talk about that tonight. Got some scriptures on that about this nation from the north. Nation from the north. Did y'all know that? The scripture talks about a people coming from the north, people coming from the north that the Father would use. Wow, wow, wow. I think it's Jeremiah 1 and uh, my mind is racing here. But listen, folks. Yes, yes, yes. Did you know that the Bible, the Father talks about that in his anger, and if Israel was a disobedient people, First and foremost, if they're obedient people, they're, they're going to experience nothing but the blessings. But if they're disobedient people, folks, did y'all know that the Father said that he was going to call a nation out of the north? Listen to these scriptures really quickly. Here's go your first scriptures for tonight. I've already quoted some, though, but here's the actually chapter and verse. And that's Jeremiah 1 and 14. Then the Lord said unto me, out of the north, an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the land. Out of the north, out of the north, out of the north, out of the north. He goes on to say in verse 15, For lo, I will call, listen to this next word. For lo, I will call, listen to this next word. For lo, I will call all, all, A-L-L, all the families of the kingdom of the north, said the Lord, and they will come. And they shall set up every one his throne at the ending of the gates of Jerusalem. So, what has happened? That place has been inherited by people of the north. So much so, you go there and everybody's light-skinned, and we think the Jews with olive, which is another false teaching. That is Africa you're talking about. Israel and Egypt share the same tectonic plate. Those people was very dark-skinned people before millions of people come down from the north as the Father called them to to occupy their land when he scattered his people from there. Israel were a very dark-skinned people. Not that we want to focus on skin, but we only bring out this revelation for a more powerful revelation of his love for not just African-Americans, but Israel scattered to the four corners going through some of the most horrific, horrific plights and not even knowing most of us who we are. I tell you what, brothers and sisters, I'm going to come to your guests. Again, if you're going to be on the show, press one. We are coming to your guests and co-hosts. I've got to lay down a few foundations. I've made up my mind I'm going to do this, and it's going to, it may mean brothers and sisters may talk a little bit, but that's okay because we got to get this out. Got to get what our brother says. We got to talk about why this is important, why this message is important. Some people say, well, why does, what does this message have to do with our salvation? What does this message have to do with my children? What does this message have to do with my church? What does this message have to do with my spiritual growth? 
some people think it's just a fleshly thing. Folks, again, if the Father is saying it in the earth, it's really none of your business, servant. It's none of your business, really. If you want to go trying to question the Father I'm talking about, if you have that attitude, that's the only reason why I say it's your business. Otherwise, it really is your business if you have the right heart. But folks, listen. It's just as simple. The Bible talks about a lot of things that's to happen to Israel as a nation. And when these things happen, the very Messiah that we believe in is ushered in. When Israel become a nation, the scripture talks about how the lion and the lamb will lay together and there will be peace in Israel. That is not what happened. That is not what happened. So we have to ask ourselves, does the Bible contradict itself? It says when Israel become a nation, the lion and the lamb will lay together. There will be peace. Is that what happened? Is that what happened? No, it didn't. There has been war over there ever since those people come from Europe and force their way into the into Israel with the help of some very wicked people in the United Nations, United States, Great Britain, just some thugs type of stuff. The people that's in Israel, we love dearly on this show, at least I do, have no bad feelings towards them. They does not live out any of the scriptures. As a minister of the gospel, as preachers, and again, co-hosting, guests, I'm coming to you. Got a lady's foundation. Be patient with me, please. As ministers of the gospel, we have got to be more intelligent with who we support, how we support Israel. It's a big thing in, Cap- in Capitol Hill. It's a big thing on the Hill. The Israel, Israeli lobbyist is probably the wealthiest and the most influential. The church is running behind supporting these people, and they don't have none of these ministers that's coming on tonight who I love and respect. I don't think not one of them can produce one scripture that Israel, is go- Israel has went through that's biblical. The way they became a nation, it's not biblical. Them going through the Holocaust, it's not in the Bible. Them being mistreated, the way they were mistreated in gas oven, it's horrible. I don't wish it on my enemy. But folks, it's not in your Bible. They never said it was in their defense, but I'm saying any minister, anywhere, they don't have it. Go ask your pastors. They don't have an answer. Call TBN. They don't have an answer. Call Daystar. They don't have an answer. So who are those people over in Israel? They are the punishment that the Most High said he will call from the north if Israel is disobedient. I read you one scripture already. I put a couple more on the slideshow. Another another passage that I didn't talk about was second. Uh, excuse me, Joel two. Joel two talks about. I can't read it now because I got to bring on my guests and co-hosts. Um, but the Bible talks about a people. There's never been a people like them, and it says there won't be another people like them for many generations. This is when the, the scripture talks about the Holy Spirit being poured out. 
and it talks about the Holy Spirit being poured on the earth, but then it, 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 it gives us a warning. At the same time, it's prophesying that one day the Holy Spirit is going to be poured out in, in Joel 2. It talks about a nation that's going to be formed, and it talks about how this nation is wicked. Maybe we'll read it later. And it says, before this nation is like the Garden of Eden, after they're done, it's like a wilderness. It says they won't break ranks. They won't fight with each other like, you know, they won't, they'll be organized and, and they're taking over. And it talks about how they're going to gather captivity as the sand. I'm coming out of the book of Joel, chapter 2. And the Lord, the scripture says, and the Lord utters his voice before his army. That's what throw off most church folks. They think it's they're godly people. They're not a godly people. The Father sometimes used people to bust Israel upside the head, and he called them his army. Just that simple. When Israel continuously wants to play the knucklehead role. So Joel 2 talks about this. But then it says something strange, and i got to turn to it. My guess, my guess, and they'll hopefully they'll be patient with me tonight because I am going to take my time. They will be doing most of the talking eventually after I lay all this out, but i got to get going here. Listen to this, folks. <laughs> Listen to this. Oh, my goodness. It talks about these. I'm not going to read all this, but the bottom line I want everybody to see is how the Bible calls him his army. It says, Blow ye the trumpet of Zion, sanctify fast, or call him a solemn, 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 if I can talk, a solemn, a solemn assembly, as, as verse 15. It then says, Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children. It goes on top about this is a dark day, but the scripture calls him his army. His army. And that's who these people from European has been, the Father's army. Now, some of you are saying, Brother Seth, this is the old ancient version. You don't have to do with us today. I can hear our guests saying that. Remember, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, if no other scripture you, you make a note of, make a note of that because this is pivotal. Several times it talks about this, these things being upon Israel forever, but I love Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. It says, Moses talks to Israelites, and he says, and they, speaking of the blessings or the curses, and they, again, speaking of the blessings or the curses, will be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, for a sign, S-I-G-N, and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. That same forever is the same forever the Father talking about. He's going to love us forever. He's going to, we're going to reign with him forever. So if that forever ended, then the Father's love is, going to, I guess, going to end. Then maybe we won't go to, uh, to, to the New Jerusalem. If that forever is no good, then you can't use any forever. Forever means forever according to the way I see it. Now, the brothers say, come on and share some exegesis or something, and they do something different. But... We as Hebrews might believe when the Father said forever, he means forever. He means forever. So, anyway, and remember, so based upon that scripture, again, one more time, Deuteronomy 28, verse 46 says, And they shall be upon thee, speaking of the blessings of the curses of Deuteronomy 28. And Leviticus 26, really, in all of the scriptures, And they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, sign, Sign identify you 
so you can identify the Israelites by this, and they shall be upon thee for a sign and a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. So, excuse me there. So remember, when we're reading verses tonight, keep that verse in mind. Everything Israel has ever went through, they will go through. They're repeating. Israel is repeating. Israelites don't live for about 80 years old, and they die. All of those blessings and curses, or well, mainly the curses, because Moses said, when I die, you're going to be a stiff-necked people. All of those curses cannot be upon somebody living in just one lifetime of 80 years. Remember that in Deuteronomy 28, as we, 29, as we talked about last week. I can't go over all these scriptures, folks. Moses said, these are not, these, these, this, I'm not just talking to y'all here in front of me, but those that are not here. And then another scripture talks about those that are far off. So this definitely, these scriptures that we're going to talk about tonight, it's not just ancient mumbo-jumbo stories. This is the culture. This is the heritage this is the DNA. This is Israel. You and yours just got to figure out is African Americans one of the lost tribes. So let's do this. Let's go to the phone lines. Bring on our first um, guest here. I think I've covered everything. And folks, remember, if you have a question, you just want to press 1, and we'll bring you on as soon as we can. And um, in the chat room, type question mark before and after your question. Play a little Andre Crouch in the music in the background. I love this. This is an old one. Okay. And we have a lot of hands, a lot of hands up here. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines and first go all the way to Texas and bring our brother Alcy Chris all the way in the city of Fort Worth, in the state of Texas. Pastor Alcy Chris, are you there, sir? How you doing, brother Seth? Well, I'm doing great, my brother. We're doing great, my brother. Just gonna try to take a little slower tonight and just go two miles an hour. So it's probably a long show, but I'm not gonna rush it like we've been doing. But it's good to hear your voice. Go ahead and say hello to the people, Pastor Chris. I'm sorry, I missed what you What did you just say? I was just saying, go ahead and say hello to the people. Uh, well, good evening, everybody, and all of your listeners, and those with their hands up, ready to ask some good questions. I want to uh, also shout out to the other, the other co-hosts and guests on the show tonight. I think it's going to be a very interesting show. Always good. Yes, 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 and it's always good to have such a busy pastor, one of the busiest pastors in Fort Worth for our people, and I do say our people. I, I'm very serious about that. When I'm talking about African, I'm talking about African Americans. While we love our people, I'm talking about this brother does a lot of work in the trenches for our people, and I appreciate you, brother, Pastor Chris. Okay, let me go back to the phone lines. I think we have a Buffalo number here. I think this is, let's, let's go ahead and uh, try this. This is a little spooky. Let's try this. Eric Seven one six five five three. Go ahead with your question or comment. I think this is one of my guests. Uh, give me your name and your city, please. Five five three seventy fifty, brother Seth. Is that the number? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Who am I speaking with? This is Pastor Foreman. 
Well, Pastor Foreman, good to hear your voice. Good to hear your yes, voice, sir. brother. Yes, Welcome. Sir. It's been a couple of weeks since we talked to you, but I'm so glad to have you back on the show. And I, again, I apologize to everybody for that mix-up on last week. But but you're here. Go ahead and just say hello to the people, please. Uh, hello, everybody. Pastor Foreman from Buffalo, New York. Um, just happy to be back on the show uh, one more time. Yes, yes, brother. And I remember last time y'all was here, y'all brought some uh, uh, some scholarly work to the show. Y'all put some put some things in our mind. We love to talk to brothers, pastors that know their stuff and just not just just being scared of this message, but coming for something, coming with something to, to talk about, and, and, and coming with a, a good. If you will argue, I don't like that word argue, but y'all really presented yourselves well. You were very mild, and you, and I just like having people on. I want to tell you that, by the way, I really respect how y'all respected the show and the rules and everything. And we're going to try to get y'all a little bit more. What I'm going to do once I introduce y'all is I'm going to go over some of the scriptures. I know I've been talking a lot, but I have to set all that up. I just we just got to flow tonight. I mean, I know I've talked a whole lot, but people need to know because what's happening is I'm learning, Pastor Foreman and Pastor Chris. People are saying, what does this have to do with the gospel? What does this have to do with Christ? Christ didn't preach this. And so we have to get people to see how this is serious. Israel is a type of time clock, even ushering in the Messiah, and we have to know the movement of this mighty people. But anyway, brother, I'm going to go back to the phone lines and find Jermaine, uh, Brother Jermaine, and I think I may have this number. Let's see here. Okay, area code 804. I don't think it's a California number. Let's see here. Area code 804 you had your hand up. Go ahead with your question or comment. I'd love to know your name and the city, please. Area code 804-971. Your hand is up. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Okay, can you hear me? I can hear you. Who's calling? Okay, this is um, uh, Reverend Jeanette from uh, Richmond, Virginia. Okay, Reverend Jeanette. Well, let me do this. Let me do one little favor here because I didn't know that. I thought you was our. We're trying to get the the co-host on and the guest on, and then we're going to take calls, and you'll be the first one in line, okay, if that's okay. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. All right. And, and by the way, what city were you calling from again, Jeanette? Richmond, Virginia. Okay, we got Reverend Jeanette from Richmond, Virginia. Okay, we'll come to you right after we get the guests on, okay? Okay. All right. Okay, folks, and so that's Sister uh, Reverend Jeanette from Richmond, Virginia, and I have another hand up, and I think I know that's another caller. Uh, uh, is Brother Jermaine Jackson going to be on tonight, or do you know? Yeah, he's on 716 area code. Okay, 716, 716. Okay, he don't have his hand up. Uh, Brother Jermaine, press one, please. He says, okay, there we go. All right, here we go. Area code 716259. Go ahead, uh, Brother uh, uh, Minister Jermaine Jackson. Go ahead and say hello to the people. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? We're doing good, brother. Good to hear your voice as well. Really appreciate. No problem. Good to hear yours as well. Well, say hello to the people, and uh, we're going to go ahead and get started here. 
Say that last statement again. I'm sorry. I was just saying, say hello to the people, uh, Jermaine, then we're going to go ahead and get started here. Charles, all right. Uh, hello, everybody, um, and to uh, Brother Chris. Uh, how's it going? Good to hear you again as well. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can uh, start to chop into and have more of a healthy dialogue. Um, yeah, so I know we're going to the phone yeah. lines, and then we can get started. Yes, and uh, what I want to do, I know we have questions over on the phone line, but um, I got sidetracked last week, and I said to myself, I'm not going to do it. Folks, I'm going to go, I'm going to take my time on this show, and we're going to do that. So i got to get y'all on as soon as possible. i tell you what, let me just go and do it just out of, big, out of courtesy. Let's go ahead and go to the phone lines just to see what kind of questions these are. We may not answer though them right away because we haven't gotten to the meat of the message yet. So we'll go back to uh, um, um the sister, uh, uh, Reverend uh, Janet, all the way in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, your line is now open. Uh, Reverend Janet, go ahead with your question or comment, please. Okay. <clears throat> My question is concerning uh, Genesis chapter 18, when um, three uh, men met Abraham in the plains of Metairie, and then it says that he bowed down to one and called him my Lord. I wanted to know um, who is the Lord that Abraham bowed down to. Can we okay, identify? Sister, let me say this, sister, because we got a heavy topic here, and I don't want to be disrespectful to you or anything like that. I definitely want, like to get into that. That's that's one of my favorite topics. We just can't get into it right now because tonight we're focusing on these pastors. Uh, rebuttal to the Israelites, uh, misquoting scripture, uh, because okay. there's a big... Okay, so do me a favor, uh, uh, Reverend Janet, all the way in Richmond, Virginia, if you can forgive me for not answering your question. I'm not dodging it, it's just that we got so much to cover. It's okay. And I don't... Okay? So what I'm going to do is going to put you on hold. Did you have another question maybe on topic, or did you want to come back? If you want to come back later and ask a question, it's not a problem. Okay. All right, well, that was Sister uh, Janet, uh, Reverend Janet, I should say, from Richmond, Virginia. She's deep. You can tell that sister right there is well-studied to ask a question of that magnitude, and we don't run from that. Matter of fact, that's, that's the kind of topics we like to talk about, but we got to get going here. Uh, sister um, uh, uh, Janet, if you can press one of your hand and go down, and that way if you uh, want to come back on later, uh, you can ask a question. So right now your hand is up. Press it one more time. There we go, and it went down. Okay, got another question here from someone. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Erica, three two seven eight eight two. Go ahead with your question or comment. Uh, what city you calling from? In your name, please. Uh, this is Leonard Johnson. I'm calling from Jerusalem, Louisiana. I was on the line last week. Hey, brother Johnson. I know me from last week. What relevant question do you have for us tonight? And hey, you got some feedback. You need to turn down your speaker or something. I can hear the show. You got some feedback going on. But go ahead, sir. Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Just just turn in the feedback. What's your question? Yeah, I was I was I was want to comment on. Um, I mean, maybe later. I don't know if you want me to do it now or what. But I was want to comment on the army that you was talking about in Joel. Go ahead and comment. That's our topic. Okay. Well, it, uh, I I know, and it's I mean, it's tied to what the topic about the scriptures being misquoted. Well, um. I've always coming up in, in church before I became Israelite and the most I called me out was that uh they said that, you know, it was symbology, Ezekiel thirty seven. 
is symbology. But I found out through uh, vigorous research that that's the resurrection, that all is right. All our forefathers already knew that they were going to get resurrected long before the New Testament came. And an example is when he told Daniel in, in, at the end of Daniel chapter 12, Okay, now hold on. Away. Reservation? Hold on. How did you get out of the resurrection? He's coming to come uh, from the north. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to that. But I got to set it up just like you did. You set it up. I got to set it up. So okay, hold on. Okay, listen, listen, listen. You don't have time to set up. We can't talk about a resurrection so quick. I'm trying to say if you. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about resurrection. Okay, I'm, I'm not talking about a resurrection. In Ezekiel 37, he says that everybody that I know says that these people are. This is uh, symbology. But it's literal when you read it with the proper understanding, thinking like a Hebrew. He says that these bones, he went out and took him in the valley and these dry bones, then, then he did reverse osmosis on the bones. And then all of all these bodies, the, the flesh came back on them, but they were all laying, scattered all over the ground, but no breath was in them. So you say, well, what what are you talking about? Well, that's the way when he created that. I just realized something. I, I couldn't even see one of my guests, and, and I can see him now. Uh, hold on one second. You can stay on the line. Just one second, really quickly. Air code 972, Brother John Clark, uh, my reader and my brother. Uh, you there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, John. Sorry about that. I just couldn't see you until just now. I do apologize, but you're on the line with everybody else, okay? So, Brother Jermaine, go ahead. I mean, uh, Brother brother jo- uh, Johnson, go ahead with what you were saying, Brother. Quickly. Well, well he, goes on, he, goes on, he goes on to say that, um, that uh, uh, these, these, these slain that's laying here, uh, he said, uh, call from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain. They all, they, he didn't brought all the bodies back. Then the spirits, he put the spirits back in them. Then he let us know that this this is the whole house of Israel and exceedingly great army. So why would he tell us that? Well, if you go to Daniel chapter, Daniel chapter, um, let me find it right quick. Go to Daniel yeah, chapter. 37. No, 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 no. It ain't that. Let me, let me go there. It's, uh, you talking about the battle of the dry bones? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to connect. So, so you go to Daniel chapter seven. Daniel had a, a, a vision of a, of the, and and he says in verse fifteen, seven and fifteen, I Daniel was grieved in my spirit, in the midst of my body, and the vision of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of this. So he told me, and made me know the interpretation of these things. Then these great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. But we all know that at the end of these, at the end of these, uh, these four beasts, a stone hit the beast at the hit the. Right, right. Let me let me do this. Let me do this. But, but, oh, 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 I'm, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. I'm gonna cut it off. Hold on, hold on, oh, hold, on hold on, brother Johnson. Hold on a second. Brother John went over that last week in detail, talking about the stone that was Christ that broke the giant. So what I don't want you to do is repeat. Those that want to know more I'm about not, I'm not repeating. 
I'm not repeating. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm going to give you a minute to wrap it up because i got to go and i got a lot more scriptures. And, okay, give me three and minutes. Give me three minutes. I want, listen, let, let's get something straight because I don't want you to think I'm over-talking or nothing. I'm giving you time, but everybody really have about no more than about five minutes on the, on the phone lines, okay? okay all right. And that's okay, really okay, liberal. Okay. So uh, you okay. can't make a sermon out of it. You just got to kind of talk fast and kind of get in and kind of right, get right, out. Right, right, so right. One, one minute, please, starting now. Okay, so 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 it says, everybody says that the stone is Christ. But verse 15, verse 18, Daniel 7 and 18 says, But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and ever. So who are the saints? Saints are somebody that was one time they were dead and they're back alive. These are the people in Ezekiel 37. So when you go to Ezekiel 38, and you go to Joel chapter 2, this is the army that he raised up in Ezekiel 37. Gotcha. Well, listen, we appreciate okay. that, brother, and, I'm, and I really mean that. I really right. appreciate you bringing it out. So everybody make a note of that. Ezekiel 37, that is on my list to mention. Brother Johnson, go in here. Brother Leonard Johnson went ahead and brought that up to you. That is true. I do believe we are that valley of dry bones, and I don't think it's a mistake that our young men is infatuated with bones. And for a minute, a lot of them still now wear bones on this, bones on their head, you know, some rappers even name bone this, bone that, and I think it has to do with this part. See, when you're truly an Israelite, you're going to be doing things whether you know you are not prophetically, and that's what I want to talk about tonight, things we do prophetically. But, brother, I really appreciate you bringing it out. Okay? Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's a... Okay, but I didn't want to cut that brother off too quick. Brother Johnson, I really appreciate it, okay? Yeah. All right. Now, Pastor Foreman and uh, Brother Jermaine uh, uh, Jackson, I just wanted to just ask y'all's patience. This is going to be a little patient on y'all's part. We're going to go probably another 20, maybe even 30 minutes talking about scriptures, and we may every once in a while invite you in and say, hey, what do you think of that? But for the most part, I want y'all to come over with a rebuttal in about 20 or 30 minutes and say, okay, you've mentioned this scripture, this scripture, this scripture. Uh, I think this may be taken out of context, or I, I agree, or whatever. You don't have to be just disagreement if you want to agree with it, whatever. But I just think we got to produce scriptures. And John, John Clark, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I want you to. Uh, I want you to turn to uh, uh, get some uh, turn to uh, for me um, a couple of scriptures. Psalms forty four fourteen. If you have a pen, Psalms forty four fourteen. I actually, I tell you what, go to Deuteronomy 28. Just go to Deuteronomy. We'll do it like that. Some of these scriptures will hit, just a few of them will hit twice because they're so clear, crystal clear. But folks, but why John is turning to Deuteronomy 28, I just want to remind everybody, we can't cover everything. So I just can't do it. Otherwise, my guests won't be able to say nothing. If I start trying to talk about why it's important and all that, I went to the Y, the A, the H, the W, the E, the H, and I don't know if I can do all that tonight. So please listen to the show on last week when we talk about why this is important because I, I promise you this is as important as the getting the body of Christ. If the Father is doing it, you want to be a part of what he is doing. Coming to Christ, preaching Christ, the doctrines of Christ, preaching about repentance from dead works, preaching about, um, uh, 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 as Paul said, this is the door. This is, he said, and this is what we do. But that is not the meat of what the Father is necessarily doing. That is milk, and we need that milk, and that's the foundation. And if we ever, ever, ever abandon that, 
Messiah, follow the Ruach, follow reach your word. These things we have to do to to really get the benefit of our faith. So I'm not belittling that, but what I what I don't want us to do as believers, I want us to be a little bit more sharper. And uh, many of you know the scripture talks about when Paul said, let us uh, uh, move on past the doctrines of Christ. You know, and this is what we do. We talk about in laying, laying again the foundation of repentance. And John, John, if you can get that scripture as well, too, please. So that's two Which things. Which scripture is that? In the, in, in the scripture where he talks about let us move on past the, and, and this again we will do, he said. This again we will revisit. But he had weightier matters to, to, to share. And he couldn't share them because they was only used to Christ, the doctrines of Christ, and, and, and laying again the foundation of repentance. And we're not belittling it at all. That's the cornerstone. That's that's how it all started. Everybody has to come there. But at some point, the Father want to purge us from what's inside of us. This church is 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 funny walking. This church in America, we got racist people talking, clanmen, uh, uh, church members, everybody hollering Jesus, Jesus. It's a lot of wickedness inside the church, and the, and the Father is doing things to to heal His church. And so we don't want to knock things just because somebody is not. Constantly talking about uh, the the door, the door, the door, milk, milk, milk. We have to move on and yet not abandon our foundation. So I just want to say that. But uh, uh, John, you got that other uh, scripture outside of Deuteronomy twenty eight. Let me know when you got it, please, sir. Well, I, <clears throat> I have Hebrews six up, um, and Deuteronomy twenty is a, obviously a whole chapter. I'm not sure which verse you wanted to hit on. Oh, we're going to skip around uh, since you read the whole thing last week. But go ahead and read that. Uh, uh, okay, just uh, tell you what, for time's sake, let everybody know where that is, what Paul said. Just go ahead and read, because I don't want people to think of because i got to think we're going to need that scripture. Go ahead and read that quickly. Uh, Hebrews 6 and 1 reads, Therefore, leaving the discussion of elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith towards God, of doctrine, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. That's uh, In other words, we ain't going to abandon this. We ain't going to abandon this. And, and, and we don't abandon it on this show. We don't abandon it. So I don't want anybody coming on where we have to repeat that or what John just did. We're not abandoning our faith. We're not abandoning the elementary. We're not abandoning our foundation. But we must build. We must build. Um, let me get a quick response from Brother Jeremy Jackson on that, and then we're going to go into the scripture. Every once in a while, I'll ask the pastor, uh, uh, Pastor Foreman uh, and Jeremy, just so they won't be too quiet. We want to get them engaged a little bit, but their, their portion is really going to come around 9.30-ish. So, Brother Jeremy Jackson, any comments to what we just said? Uh, no, doesn't seem like anything I oppose. The gospel is at the center, and uh, okay. that's what All our right. faith is rooted in. So, All right. Pastor Foreman? Um, I'm not sure what you want me to respond to. I mean, if Brother John read the text, I mean, he read the text and he agreed. I think what's being conveyed through these portions of scripture that I could be assuming that you're alluding to is trying to emphasize how 
uh, in our discussion that we're having this evening that people should recognize that topics like this is not about negating the importance of repentance and, and understanding the importance of Christ as the center of our lives, but there are subject matter that should be discussed besides what we've already taught, which is we've already told people to repent. We've already told people Christ should be the center of our lives. Now we need to dive in deeper to uh, become more established in our faith. And if this is a topic that helps us to establish our faith, then we're going to have these kind of uh, discussions to help be established in our faith properly. I appreciate that. And it don't mean that what we're presenting is right. I think it's right, but I'm trying to be neutral here. But I just want people to understand that please don't come on this line saying, hey, it's all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus, are you sure? Really, the really and truly is about Yahweh, Yahweh. Christ follows his guide. We've got to get this thing right. We live for the Most High. We live for Yahweh. We live for Yah, hallelujah. Christ follows Yah, Yahuwah, Yahweh. So do we. But he is our commander-in-chief. He gives us the authority. The scripture says, the Father says, sit here on my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Christ is counseling us on this earth as to how to be victorious through his spirit, through the spirit of the Father. Brother so Seth. let's get that right Brother because Seth. a lot of times you hear people talking as though there is no, there is just one. No, there's a Father. One lady touched the father, touched Christ and said, Master, and he said, why you call me good? The Messiah said this. Why, lady, do you call me good? There's only one good, the Father. Another lady said, hey, can you grant my son to sit on your right hand and my other son to sit on your left hand when you return? He says, I can't do that. Only the Father can do that. So we got to get our how we present stuff right. But I want to get off on that. I really don't want to get this now where I was trying to go. Um, brother, Chris, can you help me read a little bit? Are you, do you have your scripture with you? Or are you kind of out in the battle? What's going on? No, I'm at, I'm at home. I'm, I'm sitting here listening, atten- listening attentively. Okay. But I think Pastor Foreman was getting ready to say something. Yeah, he was. Go ahead, Pastor Foreman. And y'all speak up tonight. I'm not trying to over ignore anybody. Just speak up. Go ahead. No, no. I, I was just stating, I mean, you have to present the argument balanced when it comes to certain people who feel like maybe you're overlooking the centrality of Christ. I mean, he is center rule. But I think that people um, get confused about these kind of subjects because oftentimes, and I'm not saying you, Brother Seth, are doing this, but oftentimes people put conditions on the revelations that they have. For instance, if somebody does not have the revelation that supposedly African-Americans are the lost tribe of the house of Israel, um, some ascribe that you cannot be saved. And therefore, it's important or it's indicative that you understand that the black man or the African-American is of the lost tribe of the house of Israel in order for you to be, in order for you to comprehend the revelations of being of uh, the children of God, the chosen people. And so 
I think that comes across sometimes too with pre- presenters of this kind of dialogue. I'm not saying again. Well, let, me say time, let me say this I said earlier, and I don't know if y'all was on the line. To be very honest, I think y'all came in after I said this. So I, 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 I've already covered this, and I'm not trying to be funny, but I really did say this earlier. Folks, if you're a believer and you never, ever accept this, you will see the most high. You will be with him. Your insurance package is good. I mention it like those that don't believe in healing. You cannot believe in healing and make it to heaven. You cannot believe in you can believe in poverty and make it to, to the heaven. You just live living beneath your privileges. So just know that the foundation, like Jermaine Jackson said, is Christ. And I don't want to get too much because I want y'all to be in a rebuttal. And I want to just really quickly, the foundation is Christ. I don't want to keep saying the foundation is Christ is fifteen hundred times more important than what we're talking about tonight. You do not have to accept anything we're saying tonight. You just die Hebrew and not know it. You just not know why we came to America. You just won't know why the slave ships came. You won't know why white people seem invincible. You won't notice the father behind them has been behind them for a season. They don't know. They don't think they're superior like they're doing right now, going all over with these big old flags in their truck, thinking they did all this, not realizing the Father used you like he's using everybody else. You might have issues with your people because at the bottom you don't know why. You might suffer from self-hate. You might not want to be around blacks. You may want to be around blacks and want to live around whites because you don't understand our people, and and that's what we have because we don't know who we are. But if you're like I am, and I hope I answered your question, brother, uh, Pastor Foreman. I hope I, you know, clarified that up. You, but really quickly. You're good. You're good. Thank you. I, when I was born again, you, you, you couldn't get no more born again than Brother Seth was. I was winning souls. I remember one year long I won 78 people. That's just me and the Father, just, just him using me, not me. And I was laying hands on the sick. I cast out a few devils. I was using the gifts of the Spirit, just one or two of them. In other words, I was a believer. I really was a believer. And I love the Father like I do now. But I didn't know this revelation. You don't have to know this, people. Don't be pressured. Not tonight. But the John kind of said that he, got, he really got this ball rolling on his comment. He never probably won't believe that, but he actually got the ball rolling. You don't have to have this, folks. We ain't pushing it tonight. There ain't no insurance salmon tonight. Take it or leave it. But I promise you, the father will look more loving once you understand why African Americans are going through what they're going through, why they're at the bottom. He'll look more loving. You still get, we're still getting a whipping as a nation, but at least we'll understand why. Once whites and all these other nations know who we are, they won't continue to mock us and make fun of us. They'll realize, oh, my goodness, royalty. And, folks, I mean it with every essence of my being, royalty, the most highest chosen. When you spit African Americans, there's more Hebrew in your DNA and your spit than all in Israel, than all the people in Israel. You are the people of this Bible. You are God's chosen people, God's chosen people. You are the people he called to teach the nations. You are the people he's called to show his character. You are the people to wear his glory within the earth. 
with Abraham's seed. Salvation was just given to you first. Christ came to perfect it, but you already had a type of salvation. You already had a type of salvation in your diet. You already had a type of type of salvation. Okay, it sounds like Brother Seth has dropped off. Is there anyone else on the line? Yeah, I'm, I'm still on, on Brother John. Okay, so I'm, uh, this does happen from time to time, and what I'm going to do is just kind of pick up where Brother Seth left off. I'm fully persuaded he's going to come back in and interrupt us all because that's just the nature of this. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, I, I think initially, uh, given this one moment of me being able to comment, I think that it's important for us to recognize what what does bind us. And I remember praying uh, I remember us talking uh, maybe the, 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 the three weeks ago or so. Sorry, sorry about that, everybody. Was, sorry about that. I'm back. I don't know what happened, but I take it as the enemy. So please, John, I'm sorry for just jumping in, but I want to finish what I was saying because I think that was the enemy. You just hung up. So one minute, and then, John, you can finish what you're saying, please. African-Americans. 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 So-called niggas, so-called coons, so-called buffoons. Those of you holding yourself on the corners. Black women is not supporting black men. Black men is dogging out black women. The, the, the script is strippers. All we're doing is acting out the white supremacy that's inside of us. No, it doesn't look like nothing Hebrew we thought. But actuality, when I read these scriptures, you will see you're acting exactly the way you're supposed to act with what's in your head. He says, I will call the remembrance of you to cease among all people. We are Israel. We're the people of that Bible. I can't make you see it. You have to pray about it and just glory with your life. If it's for you, great. I tell you one thing, the way to make sense, keep on trying to understand the book of Revelation, sticking the key of those people over in Israel and in the Revelation to see if you ever get it. Those people over in Israel have not lived out anything in that Bible. Anything in the Bible. Anything. I've been on talk shows, I've been on shows, I've been on 24 countries asking this question. Please tell me one thing. I go to Israel, talk with rabbis, one-on-one. Folks, they ain't lived out nothing. Israel is in exile. Holding themselves on street corners is Isaiah 51, 20. Talk about them being on corners. They faint in their minds, as the scripture says. <laughs> to be a Jew is to be a fool. Right about now, if you don't know who you are, if you are a Jew, a real life bonafide Jew with Abraham's blood flowing in your veins, and you walking in disobedience, you're supposed to be somewhere holding authority. You're supposed to be on the poles. You're supposed to be dysfunctional. You're supposed to not be able to come together. You're supposed to be hooked with all types of diseases. You're supposed to arrive where you're at a slave ship. You're supposed to have somebody moving over you that they come from the north. Are they changing time, flirting with time, calendars, dates? The scripture said they would do that. That's a rule over us. So whites, now that we've found out who we are, that automatically tells us who you are. You are the nation that the Father called to rule over us. 
You have no power. You was a no-name people. Even each other in the case of Europe, educated by the boys, became a mighty nation. The Father chose you. You are a no-name people. Nobody knew who you were because you were little offerings from all types of people in Africa. There was no France, Germany, Italy. All those are new nations. All those people come from the motherland. So you have no reason to be flying up and down the highway, killing our boys in the streets with cops, and clan infiltrating our police departments. Pastor Chris, I would love your two cents on that, and then we're going to go in and start on some of the scriptures in Deuteronomy 28. Okay, Brother Seth, I, I just had, thank you, and I just had a couple of questions, because, you know, because I think, we need to start from the basis, and I'm just going to ask a question. I don't want you or John to answer it. I want Pastor Foreman and Brother Jermaine, Reverend Jermaine, to answer. Where did Christianity come from? Hello? Uh, I guess, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I was just seeing if... Um, okay, I'm sorry. I was seeing if uh, Jermaine wanted to um, uh, address that. Um, the, 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 like, oh, go what ahead, do you mean Jack. by that? Sorry, yeah, like, what do you mean by what, that? What, like, what, the, what country did what what country did Christianity come from? What continent did it come from? What continent did it come from? Um, yes. You know, I guess it all depends on how you're defining like Christianity because how we the define original Christianity Christian, is, the oldest. I'm talking about the oldest Christian tradition on the earth. Where did it come from? We are Christians. But where did okay. Christianity itself All right, come from? Oh, hold on, calm down, relax. I got you. I'm a term person. Okay. Though, so I want to make sure we're on the same page with a term before. Yeah, sure, sure, no problem. Yeah. No problem. So when you say Christian, you're just one who believes in the atoning work of Christ, correct? No, I mean, okay, Christ, Christianity is a tradition. It's a religious tradition. Where did this religious tradition actually come from? From what people? What continent? Right. I think you're alluding to Constantine and Rome, but no, um, but that's, no, but that's I know I'm not. But go but ahead. For me, in regards to Christian uh, being a person who follows Christ and the gospel message, I would say it started there in Israel, where the command was sent to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every nation. So well, okay, but where did the Israelites come? Where did the Israelites come from? That's what I'm trying to trying to get you to, if you know the answer to. Where did they come? So from? can I can I can I answer? Can I Jack? Can I just step in for a second, please? Yeah, because don't fully know where he's going with that. All right. Well, so uh, this is um, Pastor uh, um, Foreman. Forgive me. Yes. No. No. I know. I'm stating. The question that you asked, um, and that's why Jack wanted clarity. Everybody that's listening okay. to the show right now has their own interpretation of Christianity, probably, or mm-hmm. a groups mm-hmm. or several interpretations of Christianity. Um, Brother right. Jack is only asking from your premise what you're thinking in your mind that you want us to answer is what we're trying to get clarity on. If Okay. If the traditional, because you use the word traditional, if you're talking about some kind of traditional Christianity, again, Jack brought on Constantine and, and all of that. If we're talking about 
the biblical reference, and I'm talking about the Bible that we're reading that Brother Seth is quoting yes, from, sir. Brother John is reading. We're talking right. about that's, that. That's where I'm getting at. Okay, so yes, sir. That's that that focal point from Scripture. I'm talking about what the Bible has defined as the origin of followers or disciples of Jesus Christ is on the continent of Asia, which would be a part of which would be Israel. They consist in Asia. Now, are we, or the Middle East, let's just say, and if we are saying that we're looking at the continent or we're looking at the country, Israel, being the uh, um, origin of the disciples of Jesus Christ, that would be my answer based on biblical truths. That's where okay. I would start from. Well, now, I'm not well, convoluting. Me, I don't want to address the – hold on one second. I know, I know you're going to respond, and that's fine. I'm not yeah. talking about all of the convoluted content that has been imported into Christianity that has created a pseudo-Christianity but has made its mark right. as being Christianity in Western civilization. So make sure that right. my answer that I just gave – I've segregated the two, at least from my premise, to address Christianity. Okay. Well, okay. Let let me okay. let me kind of. I I just ask a question. Let me try to fill fill this whole thing in. If you read the Bible, Pastor starting Pastor, in Genesis, Pastor, Pastor, yes, Pastor, just kinda yes. Make your way on back to the topic. Now we're a little off. Okay, I'm getting back. I'm getting back to this topic. Give me just give me a few seconds. Okay. okay. If you read the Bible, the Bible tells you that the well that. The house of Israel are Jews who, are, who originated from Ethiopia. The oldest Christian tradition on this planet are the Ethiopian Christians and the Ethiopian Jews. The house of Israel is a sect of Jews that originated from Ethiopia. Therefore, if you even Abraham came from Sumeria, which the Bible tells you was founded by a son of Ethiopia, Nimrod, and God called Abraham out of Sumeria, which was another black civilization. And so what I'm saying is when you start off thinking that these biblical people are African people, then it's not too far to kind of uh, project that from them that they would be black people who will be the house of Israel. And that's, that's where we get confused. Constantine did Western Christianity. But there's Coptic Christianity that came out of Ethiopia, which was the first Christian country on the planet. And you had Gnostic Christianity, which was up in the Upper Nile Valley in Egypt. So we're starting out with a, even King James was a brother, but we're starting out with the premises that these were black people from the very beginning. So if they were black from the very beginning, when you get to the point where we are talking about uh, the house of Israel being black That is not too far of a stretch Because you know the original Jews Were black people and the Bible tells us that If you know what you read okay, let, me say this. Let, me, let me just kind of hop in there Real quick uh, brother Chris uh, When you say King James was black mm-hmm. See mm-hmm. What I don't want And that is profoundly true my goodness, that was one of the biggest revelations I learned next, last. I was, I think I was sick after I read that. It was good news that I was sick because I was like, oh, my goodness. And they tried to blame the whole homosexuality thing on him and all that. When I found out that, and it was Tom Hopkins University, uh, a reputable university that brought that out. And, you know, these, these really popular, these big universities, they don't, when they don't have to worry about their tuition, 
they'll tell you some things. But when you got these little smaller colleges that's worried about, if I say this, I'm going to lose tuition, that's when you don't get truth. That's why Harvard them is so uh, cutting edge. They say they when they find things out, they tell the truth more. But John Hopkins University brought that out and uh, other things. And so, yes, that was profound when I found out about King James and how and how they tried to hide it. And he was a Hebrew Israelite trying to get the word out about his his Elohim. Now that's going to seem a lot, uh, his God. That's going to seem a lot to somebody. No, that's yes, sir. That 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 right there is crazy, brother. Seth, so I want to, I want to, I, I, I want to just say this, and so we get back to the to the prophecies, folks. Um, research that. <laughs> research that, uh, Google that, uh, uh, don't just Google because you see stuff on Google, I don't mean it's right, but Google that, um, and I think somebody was wanting to chime in here, but that is so profoundly true about King James. Go ahead, Pastor Foreman, I think that was. I don't want to talk about, I don't want to talk about King James. I want to go back to the premise uh, that my brother used about the Copic Christians in Ethiopia, which I fully um I fully uh, agree with um, uh, Ethiopians were a very dominant uh, nation of uh, Christ-believing people, but you never, you never, um, uh, you never showed the the origin of disciples of Christ, the first disciples of Christ. You defined a nation that first started mm-hmm. to follow Christ. And mm-hmm. you tied in um you tied in the concept of Western civilization, you know, through Constantine version of Christianity. I give you that because right. we and not you and I mm-hmm. we've already stated that that we understand that the right. convoluted concepts Correct. that exist from that. But what right. you didn't do, my brothers, you didn't identify scripturally, even though you tried to even though you stated Verse, you didn't say verses, you mentioned references from the Bible that bring out black presence. Again, I'm not disagreeing there. I give you that. What you did not do is you did not point out that Jesus Christ, his absolute death, burial, and resurrection, and from the point of resurrection, on what continent was he sitting on, and the disciples afterwards who were as it says in the book of Acts, uh, to go and be uh, be uh, uh, witnesses, started in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, uttermost parts of the earth. There, or that premise, you did not conclude. So I would like for you to to address that. I give you Ethiopia. I give you that because I okay. agree they okay. were strong presence. Okay. But you, but you, you, you conveyed a concept as if. That was the origin, and because Ethiopia is in Africa, it's as if you try to insinuate that Africa is the origin of Christianity. Is that I'm, kind of that's true. I'm not trying to intimate. I'm I'm stating that as fact. I mean, it's in the but Bible. You, so they, they, no, no, no. Well, it's wait, not wait, in the Bible. Finish, okay, you're right. No, you're right. Well, I'm sorry. Forgive no, me. Well, let, 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 no, no, let me let me let me let me explain it. When you say the sons of Noah, you had uh Shem, Ham and Japheth. Ham you know, Ham begot Cush uh what? 
Cush, Mizram, Phut, and Canaan. That's Ethiopia, Egypt, Libya, and Canaan. Then it says, Cush begat Nimrod, and the beginning of his kingdom was Babylon and Sumeria. Then later on, we see that Abraham was called out of Samaria. Even in the Septuagint, it says, uh, you know, in our Bible, it says, and God said, look, the people are one. In the Septuagint, it says, and God said, look, there is one race. So if it was one race in that area, and we know that it was a son of Ethiopia, what color did they have to be? Why was Abram's name changed to Abraham, which means black and multitude, both? Okay, and, and so, so I'm not. Oh, I'm, I'm not, sorry. I'm not, wait, wait, I'm, not I'm, really, sorry. I'm not. I'm not. Re, I'm not really discussing theology. I believe, You know, I didn't go there. I'm trying to. I was. What I was trying to do to see to get you to see that we are talking about black people from the very beginning. Even, but that wasn't even your question, Bible. brother. That wasn't your question. Okay. I'm sorry. Just let me. Just let me respond there. That okay, wasn't sure, your question. Sure, go ahead. You didn't. You 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 asked both of us. You stopped, brother Seth, and uh-huh. you asked both of us. Where did Christianity begin? Now, from there, yes. Jack went to attempt terminology. Jack attempted to state his claim. And then you said, all right, hold on. Let me let me go where I really want to go. And you mentioned something about Africa. So, again, this is what I need you to answer. Biblically okay. referring to, it says, mm-hmm. biblically, Jesus died. Jesus was buried. Jesus or Yeshua was resurrected, what land was he crucified in? What land was he buried Israel. in? What land, hold on, Israel. and what land did he resurrect? And then from there, his disciples went forth. That is the focal point of your question. Let me, let me jump in here real quickly, and then, uh, guys, we got to move on, I promise you. Because here's the problem. If it's an open forum, it's not a problem. But when you got a title, you got to speak with it, because people are going to be turning in a year from there, they're going to be like, I don't want to hear that. So let me just say this really quickly, and then I want you all to comment in less than a minute. we got to move on, folks. I'm serious. But i got to tell you this story, and I think this may help you, Pastor uh, Foreman, maybe, and Brother Chris, maybe. I went to Ethiopia, Addis Ababa, and... Uh, I was taken around to the different churches. I went to see Halle Celeste and the whole thing because I wanted to know more about Ethiopia County. I heard some of the things Pastor Chris was saying and, uh, you know, over the years now I went to go see. So make the long story short, I went there. And I kept seeing them go to the church and they would cross their, 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 their shoulders like the Catholic. And I said, so I said to my driver, hey, so y'all are Catholic. He said, no, my brother, no, you're not. This is going to answer you in a, in a profound way, I promise you, and I'm doing it in record timing, really quickly, just no less than hopefully a minute here. And then uh, he took me to another church, and I was seeing all these churches, and you got to understand, Ethiopia, again, this is the oldest nation. These people, it's something else. I mean, this, you, I can't even go into it. It's just was overwhelming, the whole history, everybody, the way they dress like saints. I mean, you got to see what you're on our folks. But anyway. They did something else that was kneeling, like kept Catholicism. And I said, they're doing that again. He says, I said, are you sure you're not Catholic? He says, no, no, no Catholic. No. And so the third time somebody mentioned the word Pope, and I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, brother. You keep saying y'all not Catholic. Those are Catholic. He said, he pulled me over to the side of the road, and he said these things, Pastor Foreman, Brother Jackson, and the listeners. He said these words. You remember the Ethiopian monk? Ethiopian monk? I said, yes, yes, yes. He says, I said, the book of Acts. He said, yes. He said, remember he was baptized? Baptized? I said, yes. He said, he went to establish church. 
this church is from that. Now, I don't know if y'all know what that means. Christ wasn't freshly ascended yet. Ethiopian monk was baptized, went to Ethiopia and established a church. Wait, what did you just say, Brother Seth? Say that last sentence again. Say that about after you said the Ethiopian said about the eunuch and was baptized, and then you said something after that about Jesus wasn't resurrected yet at the time of the Ethiopian eunuch being baptized? No, what I'm saying is Jesus had just No, is that what you said? I'm trying to get what you said. It's okay, it's okay. I've made a mistake, it's okay. I'm talking fast, I'm trying to watch the clock, I'm trying to get y'all back on. I can make a mistake. But what I meant was Christ had ascended. This is the book of Acts. Of course Christ is gone at that point. But this Ethiopian monk went, go, went to establish a church, and the name of that church today is called Ethiopian Orthodox Church. Folks, listen. If that's true, and it is, because they got them all over Ethiopia, do you and know Egypt. what that means? Ethiopian got the gospel thousands of years before Catholics did. So I don't want to help hurt y'all's argument, but I would like y'all to comment on that. Pastor Chris, why don't you go first? No more than a minute, then Pastor Fallon. Please, quickly, we got to move on, y'all. Well, you know, I, 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 I could do it very quickly. You know, I fully agree with what you said. The oldest Christian tradition on the planet is the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, and they are not only in Ethiopia. They have Ethiopian Orthodox churches in Egypt. But that is where the Christian tradition came from. And so what I try to get people to understand, I'm not arguing theology. I'm just saying historically, if you read the scriptures, it tells you that these were people of color. And so if the original people were people of color, then you know God's chosen people are a people of color and would help help you when you're trying to see who the Bible is talking about, that you know that these are some people of color somewhere on this planet. And that's all. That's 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 all. Okay. That's the whole point I had. Thank, thank you. Thank yes yes. Thank you, uh, uh, Pastor Chris, Brother Seth. So again, yes, sir. So, guys, gentlemen, brothers, I am with you on the presence of African African people black-skinned, dark-skinned people in the Bible. But what's happening and what I'm seeing is that we're ignoring the mission of the church in the book of Acts. And Brother uh, brother oh, no, Chris... No, 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 no. Let me finish. No, because my thought is not clear. If you break me now, my thoughts are not clear for the listeners to understand what I'm trying to say. It's out, I'll sound crazy. What I'm trying to get to is we keep bringing up the premise of the Ethiopian uh, established tradition, but we're not establishing it as that that's where Christianity begins. That's what you're trying to say. What we're saying by definition, Christianity began in Israel. Now, as it spread, yes, we agree, it spread into the African continent. The Ethiopian eunuch was baptized by Philip, the evangelist. We know that he was um, uh, 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 commissioned to go and speak to him. He taught him about Christ from the Bible. And then this Ethiopian eunuch went back and established whatever he established in the, in the, in the European, I'm, I'm sorry, 
the um, Ethiopian uh, uh, culture accepted the teachings of Christ, the teachings of the Lord, and then it spread even further into Africa. I give you that. But that doesn't mean Christianity began in Africa, nor does it take away by me saying that, that I'm taking away the black presence that's in the Bible. I'm not taking that away by taking away the origin of Christianity out of Ethiopia and placing it in Israel. I'm not taking that away. But at the same time, Paul, 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 listen, Paul, well taken. Respectively, you know, I'm just going to
think that the Israelites was nothing but people of color. Now, people say, well, y'all focus a lot on color, color, color. The only reason, the brother just said a minute ago, we're getting away from the foundation. No, we're not. We're trying to get our people to see the love. Because once the people have come along and said, you're an afterthought. Once the people have come along and said, we build everything, everything is by us. And the father's looking cockeyed. He's looking like he's abusing us. We're at the bottom of every single aspect of life. And it looks like something is wrong with us as a people. Our kids are seeing this. Our adults are seeing this. Our older are seeing this. And what happens is it creates some black psychologist called self-hate. And we're acting out by not supporting each other. We're acting out by worshiping subconsciously whites. Idolatry is what that is. And then the Bible is going to contradict itself. When you put the wrong people over in Israel into scriptures. We have to know who Israel is to understand the Bible in times of Israel is to usher in the Messiah. It's very important, brothers and sisters, we not trivialize this conversation to just flesh. Brother Chris <laughs> has to say African, dark, black. He, he does has not. to say that because no. somebody came before him. No, 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 no. He does not, Seth. He does not have to say that. It only may prove prudent. It only may provide you with insight and an eye-opening understanding. If, if, if Pastor Chris brings out what he brings out and, and we scrutinize it and we find it to be the case, there's a lot that we can understand. However, and you stated this at the beginning of your show, Pastor Foreman, Brother Jermaine have, in their own ways, reflected what I'm about to say because I wholeheartedly embrace it. And it's going to be Galatians 3:27. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, neither black nor white, Gentile, the, the Coptic. It, it doesn't – I think – when we move ourselves back into the flesh and we've taken ourselves outside of that new creation, which is by far the, the, it's the coldest thing that we can have. We have a new high priest. We have a better covenant with a better sacrifice. And we spend an hour and a half going over, in my opinion, in my opinion, Things that truly can give us insight at the neglect of the thing that gave us eternal life. Are you serious? I, I won't trade it. I don't trade up. I, I don't trade like that. Oh, let eternal me life. John. Let me say this, please. Let me say this, very, please. I, I don't want people, and I don't, John, I don't know when you came on. I think you were on at the beginning, but listen, folks. frustrating for me because I don't know how to say it. I think it's a weakness on my part. If somebody goes ahead of the gospel, the most powerful life event on to humanity, and they whitewash everything, and you accept this Christ, and you're told the things he did, you accept him, and the Father accepts you because you accept him, but you've whitewashed a lot of things. The Father is going to deal with those lies. And when he deals with those lies, somebody got to say white and black. 
somebody has got to say Africa. It's not that we want to talk about it. Remember, black folks are the one with Jesus and Yeshua hanging up all on their wall and on their necks, and he is a white man. We've proven that we don't care. What I wanted to do with this show, and what I want to do with the revelation of us being Israelites, is get us to see how loved we are. White brothers and sisters should be in awe, like this one white sister said it perfectly on YouTube. I would give my right arm to be an Israelite, to have that blood flow to my brain. Now, she did talk about That's the radio matter of Christ. Christ. Hear me out. No, 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 let me explain to you. Hold on. You actually on, stopped me so that you can make a point. You actually stopped me so that you can I make a point. I stopped you because, John, you was talking as though we're trivializing the way the matter. We've already put the way the matter where it belongs at the forefront of our conversation. I was not trivializing. I was putting in place something that's far beyond a triviality. Even the lady that you just spoke of talking about she would give her right arm to be an Israelite. That's the example. The the people who have the Israelite blood flowing through their example, I mean, through their body, they're the example. They are not the true Israelites, quote, unquote. The true Israelites is the person who who has been uh, uh, circumcised in the heart. Exactly. They've been circumcised. So I guess all I'm trying to say is this. We alienate, not we, me and you. I know you understand. I know Pastor Chris understands, and I'm confident that the brothers from Buffalo understand. But what they're saying is that we, at times, through this message, alienate believers who are the new creation talking about the example. And all I'm I saying is that I, I love the fact. Let me just say this, John, because you okay, mentioned ahead, talk about go an ahead. hour and a half. We, we go on let, me, let me just say this, then I want to, I want to go to take a little break. I want everybody to understand something. John, I understand. I appreciate you keeping us on point. And I, I do understand the spirit. I think I'm going to go to Brother Jackson first before I take a break. We haven't heard from him in a while. But listen, brothers and sisters, I kept saying this. I don't know how many times I've got to say this on this show. Christ is the door. The gift of righteousness is a gift. It makes us, we become the righteousness of God in Christ. Humanity, those of us that have been placed inside Christ. There is no Jew nor Greek, male nor female in Christ. So brothers and sisters, that's the truth. Why are you talking about this? We are talking about this to understand what has happened to us. What has happened to us? Where are we? What is this place? Where are these people over us? How can this happen to us? How can we stop it from happening again? We have to know who we are. It's just as imp- it's more important than a driving license. Both it would be ludicrous to say, well, I'm going to throw away my driving license, I'm going to throw away my marriage certificate, and I'm just only going to focus on it. That would be ludicrous. You won't be able to do nothing tomorrow. Both That's of my grandmas died. Right, let me get this out. Let me get this out. Hold on, everybody. Let me get this out. Because I've got to do this. Because I don't want to spend any time with anybody trying to trivialize what the things we're doing. Yes, it's <laughs> flesh. But remember, lots of the Bible. Lots of the Bible is story 
series, fleshly stories of what Judah did with the prostitutes to show a weightier story. Stuff Jezebel did, crazy, to show a weightier truth. We're talking about fleshly things to show and point to a weightier truth. Folks, that's profound. And every time we do go down this road, somebody wants to come along and say, well, you know, why can't it just be about Jesus? It is about Jesus. It is about Yah of Israel. Hallelujah. Praise Yah. It is. You can't get no more spiritual than this. And I want to apologize. My wife just told me a little loud. So, But I just get excited because, folks, this is what we're lacking. Our people are going through an identity crisis. And this is the perfect introduction to our young people to say, hey, do you know who you are? Brother Malachi, I think he's on the line. He goes out with a bullhorn. He said, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And when they could listen, he said, you're Israelites. You're not listening. And then once they get that, he can say, but you, your people and my people have error. We're talking the most high. We've got to turn back to him. Then he point them to the weightier matter. Which is? So the weightier matter we already talked about. I'm not going to even, I'm not going to even entertain that. We already talked it's about Seth, it. It's important that that's entertained because that's the reason it's been, why. Hold on, John. It has been entertained. It has been talked about. I lay that. No, not this part. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. I asked everyone, folks, tonight, let's acknowledge Christ. The Holy Spirit, the Father. Paul talks about let us not lay again this, this move on. We're trying to move on. We're not ignoring it. I don't know why it's so hard to do this. Let's do this, folks. I want to play a little thing talking about, um, and this is very relevant to what all of us saying, all of us saying. This is Jeremiah twenty three. You gotta hear what the father says. Seth, if you if if I if you request that I accommodate you as you speak on and I don't get accommodated, that's just like I don't mind your com- you know I don't mind you. I just don't want us to be going down a road that I've already thought we was on one accord with, brother. That's the, all the, the Go reason ahead, why Go right look, the, 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 the the reason why you created that topic was because there is an obvious pullback from preachers, ministers, or just persons who have accepted Christ in general. And the reason why part of that is is because as soon as people begin to realize who they are, you have these wayward Hebrew Israelites who look to push them back into the right. law. A show based upon some wayward young person out there spewing hate. There's other Israelites. Bishop Mason originally in the Church of God in Christ told he was Israelites. There's not just a young people thing. It's older people believe it. In 1800s, Prophet Chair was in the United States saying we was Israelites. We can't let some knuckleheads in New York curtail us. Right. Hold on one more thing. We know the ministers are listening. We know they're gonna be tuning in. But we can't just talk the whole show about crisis righteousness and all of these different things. We do shows on that. The show tonight is about this 
the largest spiritual movement on the face of the earth. It's in every continent. It's serious, people. The Father is literally demonstrating Ezekiel 37. I will not abort that. I will not abort that. I acknowledge the Messiah. I acknowledge the Father. I acknowledge the Holy Spirit. That's, that's my foundation. I stand firmly on that. But he goes on to do other things with our finances. He goes on to do other things with our children. He goes on to do other things with all types of things we hide in our life. And yes, he goes on to deal with racism, talk to us, white supremacy type lies that Brother, Brother Pastor Chris was talking about. We have to address the liars. That's all this is about. The liars, Brother John. It actually, you actually wrote, pastors speak up about opposition or not to the Israelites. Many feel some scriptures are not translated properly in the determination of who is actually a Jew and how it matters today. All I'm trying to say is that many of these pastors, be they on the line or not, when you take someone who is a born-again believer and you introduce them to their lineage just to push them back into the Mosaic law. Who's doing that? That's Stop. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? Dang near every time you put them for the last 10 years, whenever I pull up Hebrew Israelite, they're the first one on time. YouTube. I can't. I, I, Christianity, white, white people is pushing Christianity with the white supremacy slant. They're all over the internet, too. I agree, but that's doing all kind of uh, not all of them, but they got a bunch of. uh, uh, Hold on a second, let me show you how what you're saying. If Mm -hmm. I can't talk about what the Father is doing in the earth because somebody is mimicking the same move with some type of craziness, then I can't preach nothing. John, Uh, I I, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. I want to move on. You're talking about YouTube, how they're preaching hate I understand that. I understand it. I understand it. But we can't not preach what the Father is doing on account of somebody's abusing it. We just have to say we are not haters. We love white people. We love all people. We just have to correct it and keep preaching. Yeah, I didn't say don't preach it, Seth. I didn't say don't preach it, but we it's our job to call out the works of darkness. When you put the show together, you said, hey, pastors are going to speak towards or against this message. And all I'm saying is that one of the main issues, but we can't, Don, John, that is why a lot of pastors don't hear. That you're absolutely right. That's, this is actually good dialogue. I'm not really heated, but that's okay. This is good dialogue. He's right. A lot of you pastors tune in or not tune in probably. <laughs> because you feel like it's about hate, about the white man, it's about the flesh. Uh, yes, you missed the memo. This is a multi-million man movement. This is a movement in the body of Christ. Hello? Hello? Just like Azusa Street made fun of, now it's everywhere. Hello? The Father is resurrecting his people. Hello? Keep watching them young people in New York. There's older churches that's been established forever been talking about this. If you missed the memo, I don't know what to say. But I can't but I can't hold it within. 
people need to know. We need to understand by the prophets. I'm tired of our white brothers and sisters being the only one that seem to be able to go deep. And all black churches can do is talk about Jesus. It's, I'm not belittling that. But the Father is moving. He's saying more than except Jesus. And I know I got that right. And I know I got that right. And if you don't move on, you've been disobedient. But don't abandon the Messiah, his message, his blood. Brother Jermaine Jackson, please, in less than 60 seconds, and we got to take a little break, if you don't mind. Um, I just want to say real quick, like, I agree, like, a lot with Brother Chris. Hopefully, we can wake up, obviously, on social media and that, and we can build more. Um, the only thing I want to say is this, that piece was a good dialogue, but like he brought back, the in the article statement, it said, pastors speak up, people speak up, but, and I think you're a great brother, Brother Stephanie, you're very passionate, but 80% of the conversation comes from you, the other 10% comes from the phone line, and then we, the people who are supposed to be the opposition, are scribbling to get this 10%. If if the other pastor or brother didn't even ask us a question about Christianity, we wouldn't have been able to talk, and it would have been two hours in the show. So for me, it's like we're on part four here. We don't get to present as much. I, I just want to know at what point are you're not going to have, a, like, you've got enough scriptures. Give us the criteria, like, what's going on to where we can't speak up about the opposition because every show the foundation keeps being laid. Like, at what point? Are we going to speak up? Because we're not. Like, right now, it's 11 o'clock our time, and there's another only an hour left or so, uh, which would be 12 o'clock our time. Like, and we spoke for literally, like, two or three minutes. So I, that's all I want to throw out there. Um, I tell you what you do. Just, I tell you what you do. Folks, y'all got to understand something. I am the host. It, I should, I'm trying my best. I have got to. I let Brother Chris go on and on on a topic that wasn't ready. But I asked Brother John, should I let me say, sure, let 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 him. You know, he said, let the spirit lead. He didn't know that. But I asked Brother John, off the air. Brother John is not with us. I'm not trying to dominate. But we got to stay on topic. And, and I, I, I don't know nobody else with a whole lot of scriptures. I, I mean, nobody says, hey, I got some scriptures too. So it's just, if Brother Chris says, hey, I got some scriptures, he'd be, he'd be, Nobody has said that. So I always come with a lot of scriptures. I got to set up this show the first 30 minutes. That's just a, that's just a given. And that's one of the complaints I get to watch my show. You do a lot of the talking. But I have to set up. I don't have a help. Okay, I got to watch the phone lines with me. So I need help, folks. Otherwise, I have to do this. But I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to do something that, that really I don't want to do. Because... <laughs> Well, let's just say this. I'm going to play this This talking about the pastors, the pastors that's ruling over Israel. It's only eight minutes. It's a, it's an audio. It's just someone reading it. It's just some Brother John could read it, but he's got other things to read. This gentleman's just reading, but you got to hear what Israel's pastor was doing. And remember, all of these things are going to repeat. After we get back from that, I'm going to come straight to you, Brother Jackson. And I want to know why you oppose some of the scriptures you've heard over the last four or five shows. Then, Pastor Foreman, I want you to come behind him. I am not going to say anything after that audio. I want to hear from Jeremy Jackson. Why do you oppose the scriptures or how we use the scriptures? 
Simon, Pastor Farman, same question. Is everybody okay with a quick little break? It's going to be quick. It'll just I'm, be, you know. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> Matter of fact, I got to go in. Matter of fact, let me just thank everyone because I have to – I have to run. It's pressing time. Yeah, I apologize, uh, but you know everybody else can stay on. I apologize, but um, Seth, you already know how we do. I I enjoy a vigorous discussion. Um, uh, they may not know, understand that, but I, I I appreciate everybody listening in and giving me the time to get my portion in. Um, I think you should just give them the next show. Just let them run the mic. Let them run the no, mic because no, they have no, been no. patient. I'm doing the best I can. I'm not dropping no, the ball. No, Seth, I'm just freestyling. Don't mind me. It's your show. Do you? I got you. Uh, y'all got have you. a good rest of y'all's night, though. All right. I appreciate it, brother. Okay, folks, right. you got to take a quick break. Good night, brother John. Yeah, that's a good brother there. We 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 go way back, and he has to go, y'all, at 10. So I'm going to come back and be able to come to Pastor Chris. If he can hang out, I know Pastor Chris can have a lot to do as well. But he's still hanging on, so we'll just see what's, what happens here. But I've got to take a little short break, and y'all got to hear what the Father says, what these pastors are going to do through this reader. It's just a reader on, on YouTube, really. But you got to hear, and remember, Israel is to repeat. And you're going to see pastors acting like this today. This is out of your Bible. I'm not playing. We'll be right back, folks. Again, you've been listening to the Five Summer Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Brother John Clark that was on the line. Uh, also, we have uh, uh, Pastor Foreman all the way from Buffalo, New York. Brother Jermaine Jackson from Buffalo, New York. And Pastor uh, Alcee Chris all the way from Fort Worth, Texas. They're on the line. We'll be right back, folks. Prophet Jeremiah, chapter 23. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Therefore thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. Ye have scattered my flock, and driven them away, and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doings, saith the Lord, and I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries whither I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely, and this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. 
Mine heart within me is broken because of the prophets. All my bones shake. I am like a drunken man and like a man whom wine hath overcome because of the Lord and because of the words of his holiness. For the land is full of adulterers. For because of swearing the land mourneth. The pleasant places of the wilderness are dried up and their course is evil and their force is not right. For both prophet and priest are profane. Yea, in my house have I found their wickedness, saith the Lord. Wherefore their way shall be unto them as slippery ways in the darkness. They shall be driven on and fall therein. For I will bring evil upon them, even the year of their visitation, saith the Lord. And I have seen folly in the prophets of Samaria, they prophesied in Baal and caused my people Israel to err. I have seen also in the prophets of Jerusalem an horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen also the hands of evildoers that none doth return from his wickedness. They are all of them unto me as Sodom and the inhabitants thereof as Gomorrah. Therefore thus saith the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with wormwood and make them drink the water of gall, for from the prophets of Jerusalem is profaneness gone forth into all the land. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Hearken not unto the words of the prophets that prophesy unto you. They make you vain. They speak a vision of their own heart and not out of the mouth of the Lord. They say still unto them that despise me, The Lord hath said, Ye shall have peace. And they say unto every one that walketh after the imagination of his own heart, No evil shall come upon you. For who hath stood in the counsel of the Lord and hath perceived and heard his word? Who hath marked his word and heard it? Behold, a whirlwind of the Lord is gone forth in fury, even a grievous whirlwind. It shall fall grievously upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord shall not return until he have executed, until he have performed the thoughts of his heart. In the latter days ye shall consider it perfectly." I have not sent these prophets, yet they ran. I have not spoken to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel and had caused my people to hear my words, then they should have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their doings. Am I a God at hand, saith the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord? I have heard what the prophets said, that prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall this be in the heart of the prophets that prophesy lies? Yea, they are prophets of the deceit of their own heart, which think to cause my people to forget my name by their dreams, which they tell every man to his neighbor, as their fathers have forgotten my name for Baal. The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream, 
And he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. What is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Therefore, behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, saith the Lord, that use their tongues and say, He saith. Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by their lies and by their lightness. Yet I sent them not nor commanded them, therefore they shall not profit this people at all, saith the Lord. And when this people or the prophet or a priest shall ask thee, saying, What is the burden of the Lord? Thou shalt then say unto them, what burden? I will even forsake you, saith the Lord. And as for the prophet and the priest and the people that shall say, The burden of the Lord, I will even punish that man and his house. Thus shall ye say every one to his neighbor and every one to his brother, What hath the Lord answered and what hath the Lord spoken? And the burden of the Lord shall ye mention no more. For every man's word shall be his burden. For ye have perverted the words of the living God, of the Lord of hosts, our God. Thus shalt thou say to the prophet, What hath the Lord answered thee? And what hath the Lord spoken? But since ye say the burden of the Lord, therefore thus saith the Lord, because ye say this word, the burden of the Lord, and I have sent unto you, saying, Ye shall not say the burden of the Lord. Therefore, behold, I, even I, will utterly forget you, and I will forsake you and the city that I gave you and your fathers, and cast you out of my presence, and I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you, and a perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten.
I know there's always an exception, but the Father says you know who we are and where we're at. So just give me some feedback, brother, on what you've heard tonight, and I want you to talk for 10 minutes if you got it that long. Don't force it. For how long? 10 minutes. 10? Oh. Um. Okay. I don't just want um, you to just be talking for the sake of talking. I want you to talk about why you oppose it since, you know, you guys feel like, I mean, I know I've talked a lot, but I promise you I have to do what I do. Uh, nobody else, if I don't say anything, it's going to be a dead air. Go ahead, brother. All right. So uh, the piece that I'm opposing is the criteria in which one comes up with being uh, classified as an Israelite by ethnicity. To to claim it by ethnicity, I'm I'm opposing or critiquing the criteria that was presented. Um, and one of I spoke last time, uh, two weeks ago, uh, which was in reference to Deuteronomy uh, 28, which was one of the criteria in Leviticus 26 that these curses are happening, uh, either already happened with the African-American uh, people or are happening today. Um, and so I presented some scriptures where I did not see those things happening um, but uh, for the sake of today, uh, what I heard um, that I want to address uh, are two specific things. The first thing I want to deal with, um, and these are, these are questions to be thrown out there to discuss, is the term forever. Uh, I know the term has been thrown out there, um, and you stated, Brother Seth, that forever, uh, when you hear the Father reference forever, um, that it's uh, a lifetime thing, that he means forever. Um, but there are places in Scripture where the term forever doesn't mean um, something eternal, but can mean for a period of time. If we go to, uh, I'm going to read uh, Exodus 21.6 really quick. It says, then his master shall bring him to the judges. He shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost, and his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. The uh, slave in indentured uh, servitude was not going to serve him even after he died. It was for a period of time, his lifetime. But that wasn't eternal, and yet the word forever was used. Also, um, if we look at uh, the temple that was uh, constructed by uh, Solomon in Second Chronicles 7.16, says, For now I have chosen to sanctify this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Well, we know um, through the captivities that in Second Chronicles 36, uh, 15 to 21, that it was destroyed, and they rebuilt another one, and that got destroyed in AD 70, and we see the reference of uh, that God no longer dwells in buildings made by hands, but that he dwells inside of us. But if the statement is that he may be there forever, and yet these buildings are destroyed, and he's saying that he dwells in us, that would have to mean that that forever does not mean a lifetime, but a period of time. Lastly, uh, the verse I want to use for forever, not always meaning eternal, is in Jonah chapter 2. Uh, he references in verse 6, he said, I went down to the bottoms of the mountains. The earth with her bars were about me forever. Yet hast thou brought up my life from corruption, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remember the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thy holy temple. They that observe lying vanities forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed, salvation of the Lord, and the Lord spake unto the fish, and it vomited out Jonah upon the dry land. 
My point is that in verse 6, he says the earth with her bond was about me forever because he was inside the belly of the fish. But in verse 10, it talks about how the Lord spit, uh, spit him up out of the fish. So if forever was supposed to mean eternal, in verse 10 it says that he spit him up. So forever doesn't necessarily have to mean in these verses that we've seen an eternal thing. It can refer to a period of time. Um, the second point that I heard on the phone that I want to address is, um, and it's just going to be two verses and then um, – you can answer or anybody on the phone line can answer, uh, is in regard to uh, out of the north. I know a statement was used. Um, so I looked up a lot of verses in regards to that researching um, out of, the, out of the, the, the north, and I see it as a phrase being used to really show uh, destruction. But um, I saw a verse in Ezekiel 26, verse 7, and it says, For thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will bring upon Tyrus, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, a king of kings, from the north with horses and with chariots and with horsemen and companies and much people. I'm highlighting the term from the north or out of the north because if you look geographically with uh, Tyrus or Tyre would be uh, what they classified as southern Lebanon today, Babylon would actually be east of that. It wouldn't actually be north, but yet we see the Bible referencing that Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, a king of kings, is coming from the north. My last verse I want to look at in Zephaniah uh, chapter 2, verse 13, once again in regards with the north. It states, and he will stretch out his hand against the north and destroy Assyria and will make Nineveh a desolation and dry like a wilderness. So in these two verses, we see from the north or out of the north being two different places. One time we see a reference from Babylon. Another time we see it Assyria and Nineveh. My question is, how do you conclude or get to a specific nation when we've seen in verses that out of the north can be Assyria here, it could be Nineveh over here, or it could be Babylon or some other nation? So like I said, these are questions as I'm building going through these, these verses where we see clearly out of the north is presented to a specific place and a location, how is it that we get another nation or where we do we see that in scripture where it says out of the north and then this specific nation? Um, is that why you're referring to um, what you're referring to from out of the north? So those are my critiques on what I've heard today, just the forever piece with those verses and then out of the north. I'm done. Pastor Foreman? Pastor Foreman? Pastor Foreman? Can anybody hear me? Brother Jermaine, can you hear me? Uh, I can hear you. Oh, oh hold on, Pastor Foreman. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I may have had him muted. I'm going to respond to both of y'all later. Okay, Pastor Simon, I'm sorry your line was muted. And Pastor Chris, oh, Hello? Was, I know what I did. There was some noise. Please keep the noise down. I heard some noise, and I muted Pastor Chris and Pastor Simon because I know which one it was. But go ahead, Pastor Simon. Ten, ten minutes. So am, am I live? Can you hear me? You're live. We can hear you now. Uh, well, I'm not hold sure. On, hold, on, hold on, Brother Jermaine oh, did ask geez. a question. Uh, 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 Brother Jermaine, 
just to make sure y'all get your 10 minutes, I'll answer your question about forever. It's actually pretty quick with you and forever. The people have to got to decide about that. There are times when forever was said and didn't mean forever, forever. And there was time when it was said and it meant forever. Bottom line is, why are we wearing these curses if it don't relate to us? That's my answer to you. Out of the north, again, serious curses. Lots of them. And no other people can live without except one of our sister tribes. Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah uh, out of the north, and even shall break forth. Uh, the scripture says in Jeremiah 1 15, out of the families of the kingdoms of the north, kingdoms of the north, maybe some kingdoms running over to the east. Many times, Jeremiah uh, 6 and 1, Jeremiah 6 and 1, 22, Jeremiah 10, 22, Jeremiah 13 and 20. Uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah really talks a lot about this, 46 and uh, 10. Uh, I have to sacrifice it. I won't say that one, though. Excuse me. I kind of highlighted it. I kind of rolled over a little bit. Uh, 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 46 and 20. 46 and 24, I guess you just read the whole chapter there, 47. Out of the north uh, cometh a nation, uh, Jeremiah, let this look like Jeremiah 50 and 3. Great nation out of the north, that's Jeremiah 50 and 9. I guess you read the whole chapter, Jeremiah 50 and 41, a people come from the north, but the big one is Jericho too. Again, the Holy Spirit is poured out, and the, the Father talks about this nation that's coming up on the land. So there's never been a nation like them before them. It's like the Garden of Eden. After they're done, it's like a wilderness. And it says, there will never be a people like them for many generations. So there was, was the prophets out to come when the Holy Spirit was poured out. And then they said, there won't be another people like this for many generations. I believe this is that. So, talk, so when, you, the, when, you, when you hear the talking about it, I can't read all of it for time's sake, but you got to read it. You no, know, no, I get it's, that. I get that. I get that. So, so okay, and I and I and I heard the verses that you that you gave me. I wrote them down. Uh, my only question is, with those verses, you have to assume of a place. What I'm saying is, with the verses I gave you, it gives you places. So why would you not look at those places or other places around that area? And look for something else is my point. This is what I've learned. This is what I've learned, brother. I get a lot of scriptures on a particular thing. I only get one scripture, trust in certain archaeology. Even if it was east, it was north also, you were saying. Listen, the bottom line is this there's millions of people that came down from the north. Anything that big is going to be in the scriptures. The Father emptied out in Jeremiah 1.15 the whole kingdom of the east. He said, I'm calling all of y'all down. So, okay, north, north, it don't matter. They come from the north primarily. So if somebody come a little bit from the east, they don't call me off. Look at all these scriptures where they're talking about they come from the north. I did not share all these scriptures, and I can't. No, I'm saying, how do, you, how do you know which specific, like, why wouldn't you, like, what I'm saying is, why would you remove or throw out that that wouldn't be Babylon or it wouldn't be Assyria or it wouldn't be Nineveh? No, no, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to say here. There was Babylon, yeah, there was Assyria. 
Israel, as I said earlier, I don't know if you was listening, Israel, all of those people was the North people. You're right. Who says you're not right? That's correct. Thank you. And they will repeat. Hold on. They will repeat. They will repeat coming from the North. Thank you for providing one time they came from the North. There was other times you didn't mention they came from the North. Now we're in 2019, and since slavery and all, they came also from the same North. I don't see where we disagree. So my point to you is folks are asking, where is God? These people look invincible. Now we understand the Father calls them his army. That's why they have these mites. It's not them on their own. We work with white people. Some of us marry white people. We know them. They're not superior. They're not no more intelligent than we are. Furthermore, they come from us. So Brother Seth is trying to share tonight how white supremacy is getting a backbreaker tonight. And I want to hear from Brother Wait a minute. After, brother, after. brother Seth, hold on. Brother Seth, your, your, your rabbit hole, your, your going off, you're red herring this whole conversation right now. Jack asked specifically, by what criteria do you use, listen, do you use to identify when this repeated so-called from the north events take place that you can say at one time it labels it specifically Babylon of Nineveh within the Syrian region, and it labels it specifically in Scripture from the north, and that's the targeted region the scriptures make reference to that's recorded. But then when you use the word forever, so it's spontaneous or it continues to go on, that now you can identify that that started location of the north is somewhere else. There, you're not identifying the criteria that you use to segregate the two events. I don't know if you're understanding what I'm saying. I don't have to identify We do. I don't think you well, understand what we're saying, Brother Seth. No, no, no. I don't have, you're not I don't answering have, I don't questions. I don't you care. have to answer questions. You have to answer care. questions, Brother Seth. You I have to. If you're, gonna be a fair, if you're going to be a fair host, listen, if you're going to be a fair host, you can't keep interjecting only what you want to believe. You have to respond to the question at hand, he's asking your criteria. You don't ever lay out criteria. You just continue to recite verses, throw out your suggestion, mark, continue to follow up with your beliefs as if you answered the question. You're not answering the question. If you're okay. going to be uh, somebody who's going to articulate your belief system properly, you at least have to give us your criteria by which you make statements from. That's all I, we're asking. The criteria by which I lay down this argument in Revelation is this. There is a place called Israel. The Bible says I will call all of the families of the north. It ain't too many places north can be. It can be northeast. It can be right above north. I don't care. I don't feel like I... Listen, 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 everybody. I don't feel like... I could go in there and name names and all that, but I don't have to. The scripture says they're going to come from the north, and I gave y'all like 13 scriptures just then. There's more. I'm telling you, the scripture talks about a people coming from the north, and then in history, we see it happening, and then today, in 2019, we answer to these people, and you want to know what city?
in zip code and social security number. That's not fair. So now you just said Jeez. we answer to these people from the north. You just that statement implies the Europeans. But we ask you how did so that's fine, I give you that for now. What I'm asking you is how did you now all of a sudden create the criteria that the Europeans is what Jeremiah is referencing to when Brother Jack makes reference to the words specifically say Babylon, which is also from the north. How did you say okay, it? Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me have you you, Because that you haven't answered yet. You haven't answered that. No, I have and if answered. you can't answer that, then everything, wait a minute. If you can't answer that criteria, all of your, the rest of your premises crumble to the ground, and you no longer can use of the north as the Europeans. As Listen. for why you identify the African American is of the lost tribe of Israel. You can't do it. You can't. Good. They should. People are listening to this conversation. They should. Brother Jack goes to see where it says the different names of the people. I don't. I just know they're coming from the north. You want me to pinpoint them. Remember, I believe the scriptures repeat. Y'all don't. So you're going at a time when the scriptures talked about it, when it was written, but then Israel is to repeat. It didn't just happen just at one time. Israel is to repeat. Hold on a second. You don't believe that. You don't believe in those people. Y'all think so. And that's why we're on this show. That's why we're on this show. That's why we're on this show. It's why you misuse the verses. You misuse the verses. That's why we're we're here on this show for that reason. The main reason is why do pastors disagree with how you interpret the scriptures? The reason why Brother Jack and I are on this line to tell you why we disagree is because the premise that you use and the criteria that you use is faulty. You can't create your own imaginary and place I or destination think, I from the north when we have scripture. You don't have scripture. Gentlemen, can I gentlemen, can I interject? you know, Seth, I'm gonna have to agree with them because they asked you a specific question that you have not answered up to this time. I have to be in agreement with that. But I think I have an answer for the brother, you know, about about forever. You know, before we, you know, start picking and choosing, we really need to go back to the Hebrew and see what the original word was. Which we... Which you know, we, it could have... Which um, we know has different meanings. We we know it has different right, right. meanings. That's why I brought out. Right. It, but all I'm saying is... I agree you with you. I agree with you. Because forever, like you said, you're going to be in there forever, but forever meant his lifetime. But other times right. in the scriptures, forever means eternal. And you're right about right. that. You know, there are instances where we really, for us to get the full understanding, we might need to go back to the Hebrew. And see what well, what the exact is, words were and how they were translated. Hold on, brother Chris, Pastor Chris, for time's sake. I did that in show number two. I gave the name, I gave the pronunciation, and I was telling people that it can go either way. I think I know which way it's going, but I'm saying there's been time for every minute, a long time. It could be, it could extend past us, and there are times when forever just been many generations. But the proof is in the pudding. Now, these brothers are saying, I'm not answering this, I'm not answering that. I still have been giving y'all scriptures for four shows that we're living out, and y'all have yet to tell me why is that happening. I could easily right, turn to the and say, hold on a second. I could easily turn around and say, 
You're not giving me an answer to all the slave shit. You're not giving me an answer for this. You're not giving me an answer for all of, you know, if you think the people of Israel. I could easily do that. All I know is this. Know it to me. Know it to me. That's good enough. I don't have to know what? the people, the, the leader, and all of that. I don't think it's called for. If, if you want to know well, that, you will sound more expert. You will be more of an expert. But the people that are listening, they know what North of Israel is. Well, but what you got to realize is the Bible should not contradict itself. We, we, exactly. We, you know, it does in some places. But I, can, I might have an answer for that. You know, since that was <laughs> a prophecy, that was beyond the Babylonian captivity, I believe. No, 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 no. It was. It references the Babylonian captivity. It references okay. Nebuchadnezzar. All but, Jack did was, uh, brother Chris. Hold on. I'm sorry. All we're saying is, you when when it's already identified, it's already interpreted. Right. It's already given us in right. black and white. What I'm telling him right. is that once you now start saying from the north, you can't come up and start creating your own reference. From the north, from anything which no, he I wants, agree. which brought I fully us. agree. So, but you can't, so that's why oh, we're well, on the show. No, no, I, 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 I agree with you, Pastor Paul. Ten seconds, ten seconds, brother Christian. But, but let me ask you this. Well, who, 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 let me ask you this question. Let me ask this question. Hold on, brother Christian. Really quickly, really quickly, brother Christian. I promise you guys, ten seconds. I don't just say this from the north, brother Jack mentioned Babylon. And that was so impressive. And it was. I said it from the north. I said it on tamper with time. I said it about break rank. I said, I give more of a description. So, brother, you've got to be very careful what, you, what you're saying. I don't just say no one criteria. I talk about darn near what size shoes they're wearing. Y'all don't do that. You brought on some words. You said from the north. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. He brings out a couple of scriptures talking about Babylon. And he's saying, match that. Please, I've talked all kinds of things about what these people would do, and guess what, Pastor, pastors listening in the future, these people are living out everything I'm saying. But Brother Jack, and that's my talking point. about something happened 10,000 years ago, good luck. Go ahead, Brother Chris. Can, can I just say something well, real quick what, what before I, you talk, Brother Chris? Sure, Let Brother sure, Jack, go I don't want to think, I don't yeah, think just I'm real quick. Just real quick. Go, go ahead. Because what I'm trying to say is that you could be correct in how you're using forever. What I'm saying is how, though, do you just assume it to be true by saying I'm looking at a nation of black people and they're going through this, therefore the Hebrew word to use has to be lifetime when the same Hebrew word forever is used consistently with a period of time and lifetime. And with out of the north, out of the north again, I'm just bringing up that these are just some of the places that they reference out of the north, and one See, not, really wasn't technically north. I use many Listen to what I'm saying. One of the places isn't actually north is what I'm trying to tell you. Geographically, Babylon wouldn't be north of Lebanon. It would be east. So what I'm saying is, is that wow, when you revelation. go look at these I'm, – <laughs> I'm just saying that it uses out of the north, though, and you keep saying – I'm just trying to get the a better. I'm a terminology person before I get to scripture. And if there's well, a terminology out of the person, north, what are you going to do with all these scriptures where I talk about how the people are going to be walking, what kind of hat they're going to be wearing, what size belt? That's the kind of scriptures I put out. You just simply brilliantly yeah, said, you, Baba, 
So what? I mean, I'm not but trying to. Again, I, should, sir, I gotta be careful. Once Brother again, Kirk, go ahead. When you say things, when you say things, you when you say things like Deuteronomy 28 and all the ver- all the curses have happened, and then I gave you verses that have not happened yet that you didn't answer. My point you is never this: did. Once you, you, never did. Up, you mentioned something about you, eating the flesh, which is uh, eating the flesh. Didn't have. I asked you what was this. the you gave me the two questions. Hold on, don't cut me off. Hold on, don't cut me off. Seth, let him talk, bro. Let him talk. I, I asked you about eating the flesh. You didn't have an answer for that. I asked you about who was the I king that got taken an over in Deuteronomy. You didn't answer that. Um, so I, I, don't, I don't even want to address that. All I'm saying is when you present a criteria by ethnicity to say who the Israelites are, it is my job to go through that. If, I just, if you say in your claim, and then I'm done, Brother Chris, you can talk, all these ten verses match, therefore they're Israelites, and I feel that two don't, I don't have to look at the other eight. If two of them don't show and you said all of these have to happen, then it it doesn't make your criteria false. That's the point you're not getting. You keep saying, well, I'm, I'm not going to try to get all the drugs in line after this man. And I'm telling you, the criteria, if, I get, if, you if, say if I get all these verses right, have to be, then it doesn't work. <laughs> no. Uh, see, that's how you're thinking. If I get six scriptures saying something clearly and two fuzzy, I'm going to go with the six and I'm going to look. That's how, but it's okay. I understand you. I don't want to disrespect you. You got a good heart. You're trying. You seem well. It's just I'm frustrated that y'all are not answering the scriptures. I'm saying it's like you ignore, 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 and then what you come up with one scripture. About, two scriptures come about Babylon. I told you about the whole eating the flesh thing. I gave you a scripture, Psalms 27 and 2. Actually, you went on the line last week. Go listen to the show last yes, week. I talked about when it said my enemies come to. Uh, 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 to come and eat of my flesh and they stumble and fail. It does not mean eating off arms and legs, but y'all believe that. Pastor so, Chris, go ahead so and let this brother. Hold on, brother Jeremy. Hold on, brother Jeremy. Pastor Chris. Their verses showing that. You, you, know, comment, you know, the only, hold on, only thing. Brother Jeremy, I'll let you go for 10 minutes. Please let Pastor Chris go for like a minute, just a minute, Pastor You know, Chris. I, I'm just, I'm you just going to say, you know. on for 10 minutes. we got to get that brother 10 minutes. Well, you know, all I'm going to say is, is Seth, it, you know, I'm I'm just saying, you know, all of us are pastors. And when you, when you present a theological argument, you have to answer the question. You know, like, I you know, I'm not sure. Question, I, I well, Seth, can, can, I, can, we, can, we, can we finish our statements without being interrupted? Go right ahead, brother. Y'all, not, y'all ignoring the okay. scriptures I put forth. Go ahead. Well, no, <laughs> we're not ignoring them. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, was Babylon uh, in the hands of Europeans when that was written? That's another possibility because they did take over Babylon at one time. That's where the Talmud comes from. So it could have it could have been people from the north that inhabited Babylon. Maybe that's maybe that's the answer. I don't know. But mm-hmm. but but but, but what the only thing I'm saying is, you know, when you present theological arguments, you need to have, you know, in other words, go from the word and not from what you believe. Pastor Chris, you're in other words, to brothers, hold a second, hold a second, hold a second, hold a second. Pastor Chris, in all due respect. I have presented about 78 scriptures. When I say they come from the north, I tell you what they're going to be wearing, 
What kind of hat they have? I'm not well, no, well, hold on, well, hold on. Let, 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 let me cut you off. Hold on, and I'm done. No, no, let me cut you off because I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement. Well, I'm in agreement with you because you well, know, no, no, I'm no, no. Let me get out what I'm saying because I sound like an agreement. Let me get no, out what I'm saying. No, can I finish? Well, said, you, you, you know, you keep interrupting I, us, man, when we're trying to talk. I'll let you go now. Can I, I get come interrupted. Say something? Reverend Pastor, everybody gets interrupted because if you don't agree with what we're saying. And all I'm, I'm saying, saying is, you, can we finish our statement? Fair. Hold on a second. It's not fair. It's not no, fair. It's not fair because, Seth, you do doing all the talking. somebody brings up a statement that you disagree with, you cut them off. And all I'm saying is, let us finish our statements because I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in agreement with you. You know, I read, you know, all the study Bibles I've read. Most of them say that when they when they talk about a direction, they talk about it from Israel. And so what is north of Israel? So that's that's the other way we can look at it. I'm not saying it's completely right or, or wrong. I'm just saying from what I've read, biblical scholars say north is from Israel. What is north of Israel or east of Israel or south, whatever direction they give us from the standpoint of it being in Israel. So Which I agree when you with. say the people, yeah, the people from the north, it may very well be European. I'm not disagreeing with that. He just asked the question about here's a scripture that the people may not have been from the north. And, I and what's the explanation like, for that? I presented like 19 scriptures saying what they, that they're just not going to come from the north. They're not just coming from the north. So we don't matter if he presents east, west. They're not just coming from the north. They're coming from the north, and they're going to have, they're going to come as the eagle. They're not going to break ranks. They're going to just time, calendars, months, days. They're going to come to Jerusalem and first take it. They're going to scatter. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to. So for them to say you're not answering my question is an insult. I've done nothing but talked about these people from the north. The brother comes on in detail, detailly lays out their name, and all of a sudden that's the profound thing of the night. It's not fair. Pastor Foreman, please talk for 10 minutes, brother. Uh, okay, can you guys hear me? Hello? Yep, go right yeah. ahead. Yeah, we can hear you. I can hear you. Okay. Um, so, uh, Lord have mercy. Um, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to be going right now because there's so much stuff that's being said. Um, but I do want to say something from my heart. Again, I repeated this. Every time I get on this show, I repeat the same thing. I, I, I'm in full, I'm, I'm in allegiance with the desire of helping uh, the African-American uh, resurrect and do better, empower them, I'm in full agreement and in allegiance to the reality of the well, European. The body of is for everybody. Can he finish, Seth? I was done. Let so, finish, I, I am going to signify the the African Americans. I am going to signify the black because they are suffering greatly. It doesn't mean that I neglect my duty to my fellow man, whether they're Oriental, Asian. Uh, Jap- uh, um, uh, Hispanic, uh, black, white, whoever. I'm not going to ignore nor neglect my duty to my fellow man. However, I am going to push agendas 
that are going to help people who are deeply oppressed. So back to me stating that I am for these things, the end results of where we want to go. I just have a problem, and this is why I'm on the show, about biblical literacy, biblical interpretation, why I don't agree with the way verses are being um, uh, used. Again, this is the very discussion we should be having. I disagree with your interpretations, Brother Seth, because I believe the conclusions you come up with come from a faulty position. You don't provide enough. You say you provide evidence. All you're doing is reciting verses, but you're misinterpreting the verses, and this is the very reason why we're on this show. We're not asking you if you're capable of reciting verses. We're asking how you've come to the conclusion of how you've interpreted those verses and how you bring them and make them relevant to today. Specifically, you're addressing the African-American of today. So I'm trying to challenge your premise or challenge how you come to these conclusions. That's why I'm disagreeing with you. I don't believe that the verses you're using apply to the African-American. I don't. Does it look similarities? Absolutely. But how you get from where that verse is in Deuteronomy to common day uh, uh, existence of culture to the African American, you are super. No, no, no. I'm not answering that question. I'm addressing. Where does it include that? Huh? I say, could you please include who you feel in your research Israel is? Include that in your in your dissertation there. No, right now I'm just explaining how your arguments are, are failed. They failed greatly. That's what I'm addressing right now. I understand. I understand. Okay. And I just ask so you. So for, for the listeners, for the listeners, you're not quiet. <laughs> you're not quiet. <laughs> um, for your listeners, this is why we're having this discussion. Maybe somebody that's listening, maybe is thinking a little bit along the lines of the way I'm looking at Scripture and I'm challenging how you're interpreting Scripture. What I'm addressing is how we come to a conclusion. I could go through all for all the curses that you address, and I could, and I could provide alternative um, interpretations of what you're stating. I could go around the globe and state how other nations experience similarities to this. You will never be able to prove through Scripture. I'll only point out one how it's inconsistent about so the blotches and. No, no, no. I'm not answering that. I'm addressing the fact of how inconsistent the verse. I'm not because that's not what I'm after right now. I'm after addressing the inconsistencies of the presentation of the interpretations of Scripture, which is the well, very reason why you have to the rest of the show. You would tell us who is Israel. They are around today, and we have to know. No, 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 because that's not why I'm on the show. I'm not on the show no, for that. The, the whole topic is the talk. misinterpretation. No. It's about the misinterpretation of Scripture. Read the own terminology of why you got the show in the, in the first place. It's about pastors addressing the verses. That's what we're right, addressing. Because in their mind, these pastors already think they know who Israel is, and I'm asking you who are they. It's very much no, no. the topic. You well, didn't answer last we, time you were we, on. It's not fair. As we it's continue, as, 
as we continue going through these verses, you will be able to recognize how so-called the, 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 the Negro race suffers the most of diseases above all the other ethnicities or races. That's a claim. That claim is that we suffer the most. Specifically, let's say, cancer. The problem with that is when you identify, you've already identified who the Negro is. The Negro includes Native Americans. The Negro includes the Hispanics. The Negro includes the African American. So if that premise is correct, that the Negroes lead in sicknesses, which therefore fits one of the curses in Deuteronomy, that would have to be airtight. That argument would have to be airtight. The problem that I have with this premise is that if you're including the Native American into the Negro race as part of the 12 tribes of Israel or one of the lost tribes of Israel, the Native American has the lowest, lowest rate when it comes to cancer. So now you're asking, how does this fit to this discussion? Because what I'm doing is I'm identifying. Well, you're thinking it. I never say anything about Native America. Don't get me mixed up with other Israelites. So, Go ahead. No, that's a claim of the Hebrew Israelite doctrine that the Negro race includes not Hispanic this Hebrew Israelite, skin. Not this Hebrew Israelite. So no, who are you talking to now? I'm serious. Not me. All right. I've never so said uh, so you're you so okay. So for me to retort this or for me to re- recant this, you're telling me that you don't believe that Hispanics nor the Native American is brown skin, and they're not a part of the Negro race. I've never talked that. I focus on African Americans. That's the other Israelites. And you got to remember, Bishop Mason, lots of other older people have taught this, and they ain't never talk about no. That's these young people out on the streets associating us with. Be careful. Go ahead. No, no I, 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 being careful, I'm asking you the question. So, I mean, anyways, those are the kind of things that I do when I look at people's interpretation. If it's airtight, then it would have to be airtight, along with what Brother Jack was saying. If I were to use 10 pieces of an argument to make a conclusion, and you want me to believe your conclusion, if any of those 10 are wrong, I don't need to research the rest because you need all 10 to come to your conclusion. But because two are wrong, I don't need to look at the other eight to figure out that your conclusion is wrong because it's already wrong based on how you came to that conclusion by thinking these 10 will make that conclusion right. So I'm arguing or discussing the fact that some of these interpretations don't don't allow you to come to the conclusion that the African-American is of the lost tribe of Israel. You want to travel through Africa, I give you that. You want to claim Egypt, I give you that. But you will never be able to identify a race solely because of atrocities. Nobody does that. Nobody on the face of this earth identifies okay. who they are through atrocities. Nobody does that. Minutes. Let me say this, and then you can even go on. I don't care. I mean, I'm done pretty much. If the Bible says... You sound winded. You sound tired. You tired, Seth? No, I have to put on a shirt. If the Bible says, I was putting on clothes, I've got to go to work and I'm running late. If the Bible says, you will experience this, Israel, you will be on a bus with a red hat on going down Main Street, 
and you come along later and say you can't use that to identify people. That's you and your theology. That's not what Brother Well, that's why I'm here. Hold on a second. Okay, I give you that. I give you that. I have put forth tonight in the last four shows many things that the Scriptures say would happen to the Israelites. You don't want to tell the people who you believe it is. It would be something as simple as this. What Brother said, here's the Israelites, and they live out these Scriptures. But you say, I'm not here to talk about that. This is what... And I don't think it meant no harm. I just think that's what pastors do. They leave Brother their Seth, congregation. You invited us on. No, no, because you're you're mis you're misquantifying who I am as a person on your show. You invited us on. The title no, no, of your no, no. show well, is addressing interpreting scripture. Let me take that back. Let me take that back. You're interpreting scripture. That's what you want to do. Is why pastors don't agree with it. Let me take that back. Let me take that back because I really. Really like you guys. I know it may not sound like it. What's frustrating me about this show is I put forth scripture after scripture after scripture, and I know deep inside when I say a scripture, one of those scriptures you said, maybe the one about the yoke of iron. Everybody hasn't had a yoke of iron. Everybody hasn't had a people over them that say what these people are doing. And you can come out. You can find. Of course, you can find somebody on this earth going through every one of these curses. But Israel is supposed to go through all of them. If Israel is going to go through everything everybody else is going through and you can't tell, then why would Moses even say it? Why would Moses even take the time to go and name these things if it's going to be like everybody else? Leviticus 26 says, which I get around to reading, Israel will go through it seven times more. So we got to look for people that's going through seven times more. That's not everybody. You kind of generalize. But again, who do you say is Israel? So this is what I'm going to say, because we're running out of time, and I want to be cordial, I want to be nice. Folks, brothers and sisters, y'all heard it. I don't know if we'll do a part, if the brothers will come on again to do another part. I don't know. I still haven't got these scriptures out, and I think I'm going to have to just do a show where it's just me, and I do nothing but just read the scriptures, because y'all probably think I'm lying. I have far more scriptures, and I still don't present it like 78 or 80 scriptures, but there's more. And the brother keeps saying, well, you just can't just use scriptures. It's how you interpret them. Well, how can you interpret something that says the Father will put a yoke of, uh, will send a people and they're going to put a yoke of iron on your neck and there you are with a big old iron on your neck? I mean, I don't know what else to say, man. Maybe you're more intelligent than I am, but I'm not being facetious. Maybe y'all are just over but, my head. Hold on. I'm let not me say this. Silly. Let me yeah, say, I'm, I'm let me say this. I'm not going to say any more. I'm not going to say any more. This is all I'm going to say to you, Brother Seth. I appreciate you bringing us on here. I appreciate having this opportunity. But what I'm getting at is this. The purpose for why you asked us, it's titled in tonight's show. I'm not here to just answer a question about the Israelites or who's the Hebrews. The debate or the discussion is about how you come to that conclusion and how you use Scripture or how pastors don't believe why you use those scriptures that way. That's the whole purpose for your show tonight, Brother Seth. That's all I'm doing is following your lead. I'm giving you that kind of argument that you don't want. You just want me to answer or you want me to give in to no, how you're presenting honest. yourself. To be very honest, and I'm, we got, I'm going to wrap this show up. The last thing I'm going to say, try to say, and then I'm going to try to give you all final words here. To be very honest, brother, y'all, I don't know if y'all believe this or not, but I don't do what I do with no do the slideshow and all the things I did if I didn't like you. I really like y'all. 
number one, you have the boldness to come on. I see you on the streets. You're the real deal, just like Pastor Chris. Y'all the real deal. But this is what's frustrating our people. Folks are going to hang them off the line, and they're going to say, if they listen to you, they're going to be like, well, I don't know. The brother in here is this fuzzy. It ain't supposed to be fuzzy. These people listening to this show need to know who is Israel for some very serious reasons, and it ain't just for no blacks. I keep hearing that it's for blacks trying to encourage blacks. Somebody's just trying to encourage blacks. This is the body of Christ movement. White people are acting a fool, some of them, with this superiority thing. And whether they may not be shooting us in the streets, they're acting out as managers and, and, and officers. They are cocky. They need to be told who these people are you mistreating. So it's very, very, very serious topic. It's very serious to know who these people are with these weird last names, and they don't represent where they come from. We're going through an identity crisis. Yes, who we are in Christ is most important. I understand that. But it sure would be nice to not look at the Father like he's just picking on us. It sure would be nice to see the scriptures not contradict themselves. It sure would be nice to understand why there's not peace in the Middle East. Why, why, why Israel have so much trouble if the God's chosen? There's a lot of confusion in the body of Christ, and you have not helped it tonight by not wanting to say who the Jews are, but knocking everything I'm saying. And not address, here's the main thing that gets to me, but I'll invite you all next week. Folks, stay tuned. The biggest thing that bothered me about this show tonight is what about the scriptures where we presented? I know in your heart of hearts you can't say another people is doing that. You can't say that you didn't say, well, you know, that's a good scripture right there. I've never seen anybody else doing that. So all I'm going to say is thank you all for coming on. I think the people, if they didn't hear what I was saying, which I think they did, if they listen to you guys, they're confused. They don't know who it is, period. If they listen to me, and forever means forever, we are living out these scriptures and this key Dang, so you're saying that people listening to us are confused, bro? That's crazy. Absolutely. Why would you even Absolutely. say that? So you Chris, let me say something, brother. First of all, like your uh, listeners, like, first of all, wait a minute. Your listeners, Seth, they should be looking at you by saying, that's a shame that Brother Seth would say that about two brothers who are only being honest to come on your show, have a good, honest no, discussion. No, 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 hold Don't, on a second. No, 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 you said they no, would be confused to listen to I'm us. I'm not saying y'all preach, no. preach a false doctrine. I'm just saying y'all... But that's what you're saying, point. bro. Why would, why would you say that? That if they listen to us, they'll be confused. That's your words. That implies that what we teach confuses people. Listen no, to what no, you're no, saying, no. brother Seth. Okay, All I'm saying is, why would hold you on, say that Chris. to your listeners? When you've got good brothers just, trying to discuss with you. That's all I'm okay, saying. Let me take I'm not back telling that. you, because if I were to that. say that. Let me take back that. Honestly, honestly, let me take back no, that. No, because I, I don't want to sound like a sissy. I don't want to sound like I'm crying. I'm just making no, no, a point no, 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 no. that if you can have brothers on your show, be realistic. You know what I'm saying? End the show like, hey, they disagree with me. I disagree with them. That's the way it is. You listeners, dial in next week. Do your own studying. Brothers going to walk away with an honest heart by saying, hey, that was a good chop-up session. These cats is real. They might be beefing intellectually, but at least they're beefing. At least they're talking. They're discussing things, and that's real. That's showing real okay, manlyhood. Okay, but what you're doing right now, you're you pissing on everything that everybody yeah. said. 
hold on. Can no, I? Can no. I? Let, let me in. Let no, no, let no, me no, 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 brother Chris. Cause... We gotta wrap up the show. We gotta wrap up the show. Let me wrap up the show. Yeah, I'm done. Well, no, it's quick. I do want to give, give you last words. I do want to give you last words in a second. But I gotta say this to clarify what I just said. I don't mean you're teaching bad doctrine. I know what you teach. I've heard your messages. You guys are not teaching bad doctrine. What I meant by confused is those that's tuning in to find out who Israel is. They're going to hang up. If they if they listen to you and they had issues with me, they still don't know who Israel is. They just don't. If they listen to me and think forever means forever, I promise you they know who Israel is. So that's what of I course. Mean. That's... That's like any bully talking about, yo, you listen to me, I'll keep you safe. You listen to them, I'm going to run everything you got. Basically, that's what you're saying. Do you hear yourself? A debate doesn't have to end like that. Let me ask a debate doesn't have to end like that. I'm comfortable. At your church, let me ask you a question. This we got to hang up. we got like 30 seconds or something. Pastor Foreman, at your church, the listeners are listening. It's a yes or no question, really. Do your church members know who Israel is? You ain't got to go into who they are right now. My church, where I teach, and the people I have in my church, they're solid biblically. They will stand their ground biblically. They will declare exactly what truth is. And they'll, and they'll put their chest out and address everything that you ever that. want to talk about. I don't doubt that. We hear you. We know you. And they would know, they would know who Israel is. They would know who the chosen people of God are. They would know who the followers of Christ are. They would be able to articulate that biblically to anybody. Listen, I'm going to tell you that they would be able to deal with things archaeologically. They'd be able to deal with things philosophically. They'd be able to deal with things historically. I I believe you. Brother, I heard you teach, and I don't know how to say it. All I thought, I'm thinking we have a goal in the show to just show whether or not the Israelites is smoking on something or if they're legit. And I figure if the pastors can come on and say, y'all smoking on something, here's where you're in error. And here are the people over here who are the real Jews. That's the kind of show I was looking for. Maybe I was asking too much, but listen, for the record, Brother Seth believes these men on this line is men of God. I just disagree with how they not responded to me. That's my own personal bias. Pastor Christian, I respect that. Brother Seth, I respect that. If you were to end it like that, if you were to say, listen, brother, I disagree with you, but I love you, I respect you, but what you teach, I don't don't agree with all that. And if you end it like that, brother Seth, my heart is bigger than my personal feelings about how somebody thinks about me. I like is good intellectual, theological discussion. I can be wrong. I can be made um, uh, uh, corrected. I can be found in error, and I respect that. But I'm not going to just agree with you because you want me to. That's what it sounds like. But I know you want a good discussion. I know you want to hear good brothers. You want to be able to chop it up and discuss things, and I respect that. But I don't have to end the show making it seem like we left happy together agreeing because my happiness for you isn't because I got you to listen to me. I enjoyed Debating. I enjoyed the dialogue. I enjoyed listening, hearing where people's mindsets are coming from. So I can appreciate their study. I can appreciate their thinking. Now we can have another conversation later on and keep listen, building. Listen, listen, That's what I love. Off. You're going to be talking. So let me do this. What, I'm, 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 I'm going to let everybody know whether or not I'm thinking, I really think we need to do another part. 
And I don't know, we just got to find a way to get these scriptures. I don't like how this ended. So you guys, you're invited to do another part. Folks, just keep it. Stay, stay tuned, please. Uh, Brother Jack, if you can, literally you got 20 seconds. Please, Pastor Chris, I do mean 20 seconds. Y'all, it's going to cut off on us otherwise. So, Brother Jack, go right ahead. Last I'm done. I don't have much to say. Uh, appreciate coming on, and thank you, uh, everybody who still stayed on the line listening. Uh, Brother Pastor uh, uh, Chris, please, quickly, 20 seconds. Yeah, well, let, let me just say this. I, I want to, first of all, uh, Pastor Foreman, you know, I love you and I respect you, brother. Now, I, I kind of agree with Seth about the Hebrew Israelites, but that's, to me, that's not the be-all, end-all. You you said something that, that just made me change my mind, and you were talking about, uh, you you familiar with Dr. James Cone and uh, the book, The God of the Oppressed, and you said uh, that you're, you were... Hmm? No, go ahead, I'm sir. Sorry. Finish. Go ahead. Nope, you're good. And and I and, and, and I, you know, I, the way I feel. Okay, you don't have to agree with me, but but you're doing. I, I feel that as a pastor, you're doing the right thing, and you just keep on going.